Player prop. Hey, level one, Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. Welcome to a little bit of behind the scenes. This is episode 50 with Jim and Morgan Reeves. But before we actually get into that, since this is the behind the scenes, we've got the whole gang here now. We're going to be talking a little bit about our really cool uh, T-shirt designs that we're going to be doing. And we are trying to discuss right now what these T-shirt designs are going to be. Now, don't tell anybody because this is all private just between you and I. Uh, don't let the whole world know. We got about five minutes before the show. If you want to skip this, Go ahead and skip forward five minutes and we'll be on our live show at uh, episode 50 on clearproptv.com. All right, guys. So we got one of the shirts. We're going to call it, hey, comma, I got a bail. That's going to be a great Clearprop TV shirt. What would you just say, Brian? Wing it. We're going to wing it. How are we going to phrase that on a shirt? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just wing it. We'll just, just wing just it. Just wing it just wing it or we'll just wing it or how do you think we should do that just gonna wing it uh, let's wing it let's wing it just wing let's it. just that's wing it yeah, like just yeah wing i it. think just wing it that, that's like a nike thing right yeah just do it let's just, uh, just do it like but, just um, do it we gotta just wing it and nike won't say yeah. nothing about that man they won't no 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 until well, they can until fly, we start they making fly. a lot of money then they'll care hey until we'll just blame it on fly, brian right? if it happens i at this rate, might as well make one saying it's a wing thing. You wouldn't understand. Oh. It's a wing thing. I love it. Oh, that's catchy. It's a wing yeah. thing. We're taking it off that. the Jeep. It's a Jeep thing. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. It's a wing thing. Uh, it, I, I came up with one for Trump that said uh, build a wall, but uh, it build seemed too wall. Oh, build a paramotor. <laughs> that would be good. No, no, I you like know, you build a wall with your paramotor? Yeah, yeah build like a paramotor. <laughs> I like it. Build a pair of free to take it. <laughs> so if you guys are listening to this on your favorite uh, podcast app, do me a favor and do a quick review. Of course, give us five stars, but let us know in your review what t-shirt designs we should do and what they should say. Also go to clearproptv.com and let us know there too, because you know we want to know what you think. Also, if you just want to listen to us, just go to paratalk.org, leave us a comment down there. We will get back with you, of course. What other uh, cool t-shirt designs can we do? Um, How about designs? And anything that we can think of as far as designs, as far as sayings? Yeah, I can't give you none of my t-shirt design ideas because I have to use those myself. Sorry. He's got some well, good we're ones. not going to copy yours. He's got some good ones. Yeah. Um, we got some right here, actually. We got from uh, Paris Wag USA. So we're going to be giving away one T-shirt a week for the following ever. <laughs> Every time we do a podcast, we're going to be giving away something. Uh, unless it's a, I don't know, unless it's a, um, unless it's an audio podcast. But there was something on episode 49 at the very end that we talked about. Right, guys? Yep. So if you want to listen to episode 49, there is something there towards the end that we are giving away only for the people. You might want to turn that sideways. Only for the people that listen to it. Was that wrong? It was Cameron. Only, <laughs> it was only four hours long, so good thing you told me it was at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No, that was actually a short. That was one of our shortest podcasts we've ever done. Oh, was it? It was only what? It was only like 50, minute. 50 minutes. Okay, yeah. fifty minutes. About, yeah, shy. because Mark and Amy they came down here or up and uh, hung out with me, and we went flying. Had a really good time, and something really interesting, interesting happened. happened. And we're not, not going to tell, tell you what happened. happened. Yeah, put your your put. There I am. You're just talking. I'm right here. It's not that, that. He has to. One of you has to turn the audio, the uh, sound down. Yeah, that's right. We both we both have we both have earplugs. Uh, okay. Is that doing I'm, you're muted? Okay, yeah, yeah, he's muted, so we won't have that echo. Perfect. When he's ready to talk, I'm going to go ahead and put mine on mute, because he's going to talk a little bit about his wife's, what are we going to call this? Your wife's what? job, your wife's page, I don't know, we'll... business, that's a big, that's the big word. Hey, just in case you're wondering, we've been trying all sorts of different uh, flavored vodkas tonight, and uh -oh. I totally forgot. Oh, man. <laughs> Lightweight. <laughs> I'm a lightweight. <laughs> Every we time got... Cameron shows up, you're trying different flavors of vodka. This yeah, is a... I am so glad he was gone when we came over there this weekend. He needs to go buy the cupcake vodka. I want to know what you think about the cupcake. Oh, I already ate all of, all, all everything. Yeah, so no cupcake. the cupcake no, no, vodka. You didn't buy it yet. Oh, the cupcake vodka. Oh, yes. okay. Hey, it's uh, seven o'clock, so let's go ahead and go live to YouTube. And just so you know, if you're listening to this, you're probably hearing some really cool stuff in the background because only people that listen to it hear the really cool stuff in the background. Episode 50. Jim and Morgan. And we are going to call this Father and Son Neighbors. All right, so we're going to call this episode 50, Father and Son Paramedal Movies with Jim and Morgan Reeves, R-E-E-D-E-S, correct? Got yes. Preparing the stream. I love vodka. <laughs> the only thing I can drink without having a hangover. And I think that we are. Are we live? We are live. We are live. Sweet. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Paramotor Podcast. Clearprop TV. My name is Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. Welcome. Did I say episode 50 already? Do you believe it? It's episode 50. That is unbelievable. I'm, awesome. I'm impressed. We started off this year with just doing a single interview with over the phone using a microphone on my phone and, a, uh, and an iPad. Had the, the phone on speaker and the iPad recorded it. That's how we started. And here we are doing Zoom with a bunch of people. 
panels and all sorts of fun stuff. Welcome, welcome everybody. I cannot believe this is gonna be the last one of the year, episode 50 in 2020. Hopefully 2021 is gonna be so much better. And uh, let me introduce to you real quick, the panel. As always, we've got Linda Anderson, our cheerleader. Woo-hoo, cheerleader. Woo-hoo. Got the pom-poms and everything. Do you got a dot com that you want to spit out there real quick for the whole world to know about? What's a dot com you can throw out there to the whole world, Linda? Oh my gosh. I'm the paramount of Robert Michaels, who does the paraglidingpop.com. He is my paraglider <laughs> and soon to be motor all right so. with Jim. yeah woot, woot, woot. all fun. right yeah we also have brian hey bill waller what's up brian hey bill waller hello guys do you Just have any comments you want to drop out there and let people know about oh uh, yeah this.com ClearProptv.com. <laughs> you don't. You don't have any of your own. I don't have my own website. You, you can we find me on YouTube. Yeah, maybe one day. Uh, I just day. put out That'd videos awesome. for the fun of it, man. I'm not in it for the money. <laughs> you can have a dot com and not have it for the money. It's just easier to find you. Thank you, Hey Bale Waller. We also have JP Tolo in the house. What's up, JP? What's going on, guys? Happy to be here. Always, JP uh, is our IT push. tech, but he's not in his own place. So I don't know if he can IT this this place or not. I'm working on it and doing my best. Uh, so bear with me tonight. Okay. Doing yeah. your best. That's all. That's all we can ask for. Yeah. We also have Kevin Can Fly. KevinCanFly.com in the house. What's up, brother? Oh, you know, just enjoying life post Christmas, trying to get the house back together, get all the cardboard and plastic shell containers organized and broke down because got to save the planet. Absolutely. Um, we got a really interesting show, really fun show tonight. Um, we have Jim Reeves and his son Morgan Reeves that we're going to talk to tonight. But before we do, we're going to uh, get a word in from our sponsors tonight. Our sponsors are Mark and Amy George from Pear Swag USA and Pear Chick Pies. Uh, Mark, tell us uh, 30 seconds about your Pear Swag USA real quick. PearSwagUSA.com. We sell uh, paramotor gear. Uh, we're revamping the site i've said that a couple times in the past and it didn't happen but it's actually happening this time <laughs> so uh, hopefully after the first of the year we're going to have a lot more gear on there to uh to be available uh I, I worked with a few of these guys on the panel here in the past uh well a couple uh kevin has uh, done some business with us and um I think Kevin's kind of branching out and doing some things on his own. Hopefully that works out for everybody, but we're just trying to be part of the uh, paramotor community, offer some affordable equipment, good stuff, you know, uh, new used different brands, you know, just a little bit of everything. And uh, that's it. Paraswagusa.com. Dot com. And you're also giving away a t-shirt tonight. So everybody that's in the chat that wants to be on the spinny wheel Please say something in the chat so we know that you're there and we will put you on the spinning wheel to win 
a t-shirt tonight. We also got, uh, tell us a little bit about the parachickpies.com. All right, um, parachickpies.com. Also you can reach me at parachickpies at gmail.com. On the website, We it's been published today. And, um, and we will put you on the spinning wheel to win a okay. t-shirt tonight. We also got, uh, <laughs> yeah. tell us a little bit okay. I told you there was going to be some technical difficulties tonight. That was my bad. Hey, what is that website? Anyways, com, and um, you can find us on uh, Instagram, Facebook. Like I said, Instagram, it links you straight there. I also have a link for uh, Resurgence PPG. That's my personal charity I've kind of adopted because I really like that they work with the disabled veterans to help them get in the air because I know that it's just there's no words to describe the <laughs> fly. So get on there. You can get pie coupons. I got pie club and um, where you can get discounted birthday pie as well. Offering sugar free and our. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to say I'm gonna have to say something. They brought me down a sugar free chocolate pie. It was so good. I ate most of it. I have a picture. When I say most of it, I think my <laughs> wife had one slice. <laughs> yeah. He had a quarter of the pie. And when he says he ate most of it, he ate half of it in our presence while we were there. <laughs> so, but, that um, is, yeah, really so good. pie coupons you purchase, so you can redeem them anytime you want to. And you can also give them as a gift, and the whoever you gift it to, they can redeem the coupon whenever they want to and get a pie sent to them. Parachickpies.com. Awesome. I can put awesome. a with chocolate Thank all over his face. Oh man, it, it was so good. I, I should have had a, a picture or something. Um, we also had John Hudson. Uh, he's been really good to us. He's given us a couple of t-shirts to give away also. So we, we um, said we'll, we'll let him uh, uh, do a 30 second video, 24 second video. Hey, it's John Hudson with True North Paramotors. We manufacture fully customizable, lightweight, cutting edge paramotors made in aluminum and also titanium. We're also the area's dealer for Gravity and their line of paramotors, paragliders, and reserve chutes. Check us out on Facebook at True North Paramotors. Also, our website, which will be launched later this month, is AmericanMadeParamotors.com. Awesome. And it's really nice when, when you guys give us uh, things to give away. So if you guys have anything out there that you want to give away, please contact me at ppggrandpa at gmail.com. Let me know what you have and um, just ship it to me, you know, and we'll give it away on the show. I'll, I'll pay shipping to, 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 to anybody that wins. So thank you for the donations. We also have Mark McElroy from PPG or Paralife PPG. And uh, he gave us a little clip that he wants to share. Hey there, this is Mark McElroy with Paralife PPG. Come visit us on our YouTube channel, Paralife PPG, or on our website at paralifeppg.com to see our selection of t-shirts, cups, and decals. Fly safe and God bless. I tell you what, it's really nice having so many people that are part of this community. Uh, we'll want to also let you guys know too, if you want to be on the show, um, hashtag your video that you have, maybe have a crash video that you want to talk about or something, hashtag it ClearPropTV and we'll definitely find it and uh, we'll get you on here. We also have a merch store if you didn't know about it, iloveppg.com. But now what we want to do is talk to you uh, with uh, Jim and Morgan Reeves. He is uh, 
Uh, they are, you know what? I almost forgot my son. Son, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. His wife is uh, is putting together uh, a store, uh, doing really well and doing t-shirts. Uh, do you want to talk about it real quick? I'll put me on mute so you can talk about it. What's up, guys? Uh, I'm Cameron Dixon. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Dragon Campers or you can go to www.dragoncampers.com. Uh, I made a short video of my wife of what she does. She mostly does kids' bows and boutique type of clothing, but she can also make custom t-shirts and window decals as well. Uh, Sean's about to play it right now. So just message her. You can find her on Facebook at uh, Plastic Creations. And... She's getting started off. She's been with the business for about a year or so right now. Awesome. I'm sorry, I won't be able to do that. Um, um, something's going, going on with, on with, with yeah. my... Uh, you want to mute yours? Something's going on with my internet. I can't pull it up. But anyways, uh, check it out. I will put it in the description down below. Anyway, so with no further ado, thank you very much, Jim and Morgan, for waiting for us to go through all this stuff. This is all about you now. And uh, we appreciate you being here. Welcome, Jim, and welcome, Morgan. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, this is the father and son, Paramotor Newbies. And if, uh, if uh, Brian can take it away, he's going to co-host as I make sure that our link here to this live chat goes to everywhere on the internet. So uh, Brian, co-host, take her away. I think Brian's muted. Yes. He Can you hear me now? <laughs> Welcome, Jim, Morgan. Appreciate y'all guys coming on the show. It was uh, good meeting you a couple weeks ago down at Aviator. Uh, one of my favorite places to visit ever. And every time I go down there, I would just meet incredible, talented, talented people. The instructors are just awesome. Um, but we're interested in hearing your story tonight. Uh, your What led you to get into training? Why you picked Aviator? How your training went? and you know learn about you know how you selected your gear um and how your flying is going since you've left training i know that was just a couple of weeks ago though so but anyway uh tell us a little bit about yourself uh jim we'll start off with you if you want to start tell us uh you know a little bit about your background and what what brings you here tonight well sure um i, I suppose like most people that's in in the paramotors uh, we've had a long uh fascination with flying I can remember back, uh, one of my favorite villains was the penguin in Batman. He would fly around with that uh, umbrella. That doesn't work, by the way. Um, but uh, fast forward, uh, you know, I was in the Navy, uh, did a lot of flying there, enjoyed that, got over 4,000 hours in, as a Naval Air Crewman. Um, after retiring, um, uh, was uh, working as a public educator. Uh, my son, uh, also very interested in aviation. Uh, we were both into uh, radio control aircraft, building and flying lots of stuff. He is a, a nut when it comes and very able at doing things without a whole lot of guidance. He can put together and, and make it fly very well. Me, on the other hand, I have to study very hard. Um, but because of that RC uh, interest that we had, I was very much plugged into the whole flight test hobbyist group. 
and uh, they're out of Ohio. And in 2017, they had a bunch of guys come and do a show, a par the, the Paradigm team out of Lake Wales. They're the, many of the same guys who instruct there with Aviator yeah. PPG. They showed up there and that's when they became a radar blip on us for us. Um, I got to meet one of those guys, um, see them all fly and, I, and we thought that was pretty incredible. Fast forward a couple of years more, 2019, um, I was getting out of education, getting out of uh, a, a few different things, looking to move here to North Carolina where we're at now. And we talked about, you know, what about this paramotor thing? What if, what if that was a hobby that we could enjoy and maybe even grow into some kind of way to bring in some money? So we, uh, we did an a introductory thing in uh, New Hampshire where we ran off a mountain with a wing overhead. They taught us how to kite. And that kind of locked it in. It's like, okay, this is something that I'll really enjoy. This is something I could dig into. I'll, I'll enjoy this. So it was shortly after that, what we did was we scheduled a training date for Aviator PPG. We did a lot of checking around, seeing who had good reputation, who had good training and everything. We settled in on them. And uh, basically we, we did the payment plan because he was still overseas. And uh, so we set a date far enough ahead so that as soon as he got back, pretty much, we would be ready to, to go to training. So come November 16th of 2020 this year, that's when the great countdown that a lot of people who are on the chats, the countdown was actually at zero and we were uh, there at training and boy, did we enjoy the training. Boy, did we enjoy the training. So um, I'm fortunate enough to, uh, to have a uh, a lot of great kids. This one here, though, he is so plugged into this stuff and he has blessed me so richly. He bought me my wing. So I didn't pick out a wing, although I kind of did because he saw, he was looking over my shoulder and seeing what I was interested in. He bought me my first wing. He uh, wow. got in touch with the guys at Aviator and he says, this is what I want to get my dad. I'm going to get him the custom colors. So my youngest boy bought his, this old man, uh, his first wing. And that's the wing I flew at Aviator after I, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I'm enjoying that. And so now I went and bought myself a paramotor before I left there, brought that back. I'm still getting that together. I finally got it started for the first time uh, last night. Um, still working out the, the whole um, mixture issue there and what's going on there, but looking cool. forward to getting that together. That's a gravity uh, defiant paramotor, by the way. So I, I, got, I got a question, Jim. When and where did you get your first wing, your very first wing? Good question. I am so sorry. My apologies. So, so my son, he's he's over there, and we're like, you know, we've got a long time. What are we gonna do with all this time that we got? We, we got to do something. And we're like, maybe we can get a second hand wing. If we could get a second hand wing, that you know, we'll go in halves, and we'll just do some kite, and I'll have it over here. I'll send it over to you over there, and. And so we figured, okay, that's what we'll do. So I'm on these chats and I am like doing prolific typing and chatting and communicating. And I'm like, hey, does anybody know anybody that's got a secondhand wing that they'd sell to us, you know, at a reasonable price? And Kevin Can Fly uh, chimed in. The I, Kevin Can Fly? The Kevin Can Fly, yeah. Holy moly, you I've know heard him? Of this guy. He's you pretty famous. Him? I've heard of him. Wow. So. I, we, I had not heard of him. I didn't know who he was or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I pay with this, 
pay not paypal but some other thing maybe it was paypal i don't remember some other thing that was not cash something that i you know an old guy like me would know about cash and, app so he said hey i've got an old uh um volt air design volt i'll sell you it's a it's a higher rated wing you shouldn't be flying with it but it would be something for you to um really develop some skills and since i don't have a big a deep uh, pocketbook I'm like, you know what? I'll be happy to pay in frustration what I don't want to pay in money. So, so we went in halves. We we bought it, and uh, he sent it out to me from Oregon, right? Yep. Out to Maine, and from then on, we spent a good deal of that year just just working on getting that until he sent me. Morgan bought me my my own wing, and then he took that one home after he was visiting, and so we spent a you know a good portion of that year just uh, working our ground skills. So when it came to us being at Aviator, we were all over that kiting thing and, and the towing that, that had a, I had down. So that gives did, you a huge advantage. Did, so thank you again, Kevin. You're, you're so a great did, person. Spending, You've been a great help and encouragement all along the way, not just that, by the way. Did, did spending 200 days playing with that rag get you at least into the ballpark of what you wanted to, where you wanted to be with it? Ab absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, before we ever went to uh, and we've got videos. Morgan, we were out at Cape Hatteras with our wings and with your wing first, that was the first thing we, everything we wanted to do, we would beat up with that wing first. So we weren't too worried about it because we didn't spend a whole lot on it. But sure. because that the first wing that we were getting each other off the ground, like doing some hand towing was with that wing. The first time that Morgan was doing any kind of slope soaring was on that wing. Well, so yeah. I guess we did do a little bit of flying, but it was fun. And <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the whole point though you know you feel yeah. feel that the lines get associated with how to clip in how to how to associate the wing with your body and and just to start feeling the dance and if you guys manage to do it for, on a 400 hundred dollar wing then you know you <laughs> right send, and, and you know, the dance is a good analogy because there is things that the wing does and you can lead it and it can do what it kind of wants to do but I mean, there is a dance going on, and when you start developing that muscle memory and seeing what it's doing and know how to react so that you can dance with it properly, then, I mean, I thought that was huge. And for someone like me that things like this do not come naturally, I needed a lot of that extra work. I needed that homework to get me up to anywhere close to Morgan's type of skills, because he can kind of look at it and says, yeah, I got that. <laughs> it just makes it happen. Hey, I'm curious, what, I'm curious what wing he bought you. He bought me a uh, Ozone Kona. It's not the Kona 2 that's out now. It's the Kona 1. And, and he got me custom colors, which was, that's an extra expense too. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed with great kids and Morgan is, wow, one great kid. That's a, that's a really good dual purpose wing. If you want to go free fly that wing, you can free fly that wing. It does really well at it. Because of all the stuff I was doing on the chats, that was one of the things that was very attractive. Free flying is still very attractive to me. And that was one of those wings that's like had that dual purpose. You can do do both with it. So, so you keep saying what a great kid he was. I'm wondering if he wouldn't have gotten you that wing, would he still be a great kid? Ooh. <laughs> oh, ooh. I see what you did there. He, and that brings up a question. A great kid. Yeah, he has blessed me in many ways <laughs> before that and since that. So, yes. Now that he's big enough to win in a fight, I have to say yes. <laughs> how about you morgan how yeah. uh tell us about your experience man or oh, sorry sean go ahead 
No, I was, I was going to say, Morgan, uh, you know, let us know something about you and tell us about your experience. I mean, what is there to say now that he's uh, he's pretty much said everything about me? And, uh, but um, no, Just continue he, he really to say how wonderful you are and how he owes you something now. <laughs> yeah, he, he he loves his kids and he's he's shown it um, his whole life, and uh, that was I I feel so in debt to all the like all the moments in life where I could have shown that same kind of gratitude or, and now I'm able to, uh, you know, being in the Navy and, uh, it's just, it's, it's nice to finally give back to, um, the father that's, that's raised me and brought me through all these paths. But that's, that's what this whole, this whole moment was, was, uh, I've grown up and I, I've, I was born in the Navy because of him. We've moved along because of him. I've seen him fly, seen him come home from deployments come home from the p3 orion i got to touch the buttons inside that plane i got to see it take off i got to fly in one um in the uh the flight engineers seat i have I've done so much uh with aviation and yeah even like at a two years two years old I, I can't i don't know how but i remember the c5 galaxy and, and the enormous belly i mean the plane's enormous in and of itself but seeing helicopters and like humvees in it like, like that everything was just so so like so cool and so it's always been a pleasure to be around uh, aircraft. And so leading all the way up to here, um, it was all little incremental steps like the RC aviation, things that were cheap that could, you know, get the fix for us. Like, oh, that's flying, that's that's cool. And so while doing that, you're learning about all these things like electronics, electricity, um, and, or making certain cuts to wood, understanding how wood bends. And it's like, wow, how many things you learn through the hobby to get you to, okay, now it's time for us to get in the air. We're, we're, we're so ready for this. And so I was in Bahrain um, I also have friends that I grew up with that are just itching to fly as well. And they're, they're actually both um, in the Navy as well. One's Naval Flight Officer for C2 Greyhounds and the other one's a, um, a 60 pilot. And so same thing that they're, they're itching to fly, but one's doing it as a, a career and he just loves going back to, to paramotoring. He says it's way more fun. And so, but before we're there, you know, my father and I were talking about it. We've been talking about it. Like, hey, so are you like, are you thinking about doing this? He's like, yeah, you know, that, that seems cool. And so we're thinking about a year out. So anything could happen. So I'm like, yeah, write me down, write my name down. Let's just, you know, put it down. And so, yeah, pay, paying it off, you know, weekly, seeing, seeing like $70, what does that just go to? Because I'm doing this like, we, like oh, I keep forgetting. I'm like, that's, that's right. And then eventually November comes up, it's all paid off for. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to Florida. That's right. Like this is happening. But meantime, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm messing around with this wing whenever I can, which is, when like there's there's moments or countries that don't allow certain things and like kite just regular kite like you know like a one-line kite in Bahrain they just don't allow that anywhere so they're not going to allow me to fly this giant um uh paraglider they're, they're going to flag the police police is going to come down and say no you can't do that and I'm going to get my hand slapped so for the whole time I was in Bahrain I, I I couldn't do any of that so I can only do that when I was on leave and I try to take as much advantage of, of uh that wing by the way thank you so much Kevin that wing's got such a history with me and it's like it's kind of a baby of mine but like I get the beat up too so it's like it's really really fun and uh it's yeah. like having that first car you don't care about like you love it but you don't care about it you're like oh right. you put a scratch you're like fuck more character oh yeah <laughs> and and you get to learn it too uh like all the little stuff like oh you know it uh you know this kind of a weight shift actually has this kind of effect on this wing and actually pulling this much brake has that kind of so it's like it's very like you know it intimately and so it's like you're very comfortable with it and so i i just started liking air design and that bolt and i was like oh i just want that and i'm like oh it's not really what you want for a first wing so i'm like okay i, I gotta figure something out so which leads to to the wing i got was a is a charger 
um, by Mac Para, those those friends I were talking about, they met Joe Hall in Pennsylvania. I don't know if anybody's familiar with Joe Hall, but apparently he's a big kind of a big guy over there in Pennsylvania and selling chargers and you know giving people training. And so I was just like, okay, let me do the research. And then I trust them like so much. And so they recommended the charger. I got the, to like kite the charger a lot and I, I was really loving it. And so it, he sold it to me at a good price. And I was like, yeah, I, I'd like that. And cause he had, a, he was using one and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll buy that at a, a discounted price. And I, I thought that was really cool of him. And so that's why I got the charger. Uh, I do love the ozones. I was, you know, really itching a, at the spiders and, you know, um, the roadster, like those were all really fun to fly, but uh, I'm flying the charger right now. I know I jumped around with the timeline, but uh, Bahrain came back. I'm on my terminal leave. We go to to, to Aviator, and yeah, um, while I was on terminal leave in Virginia, I was at what's called Mount Trashmore. It's a beautiful like uh, landfill, like expired landfill that's now a beautiful park. And I was like, uh, I love the wind over there, especially uh, in Virginia uh, Beach area. It's so nice, and it was kind of la laminar too, uh, being up a little higher on the hill, and uh, in like three days to a week time frame I just learned so much just because I was so devoted to kiting and it, everything was just clicking it was natural it was I didn't have to think about it anymore could go reverse front and so all that just carried right over to uh, the November time frame when I went to aviator and it was just like oh this is, this is so easy let's go Fletch come on I'm tired so well, I, got, I, gotta, oh, you know. I gotta interrupt <laughs> you and ask you a question Morgan yeah yeah go when for it you, when you went from that vault to a nice new charger did your kiting become like feel like the easiest thing all of a sudden did the wing just make everything just live and ride up and become so much easier to do oh yeah the the vault has some age to it so it's got some porosity it's got some weight where it shouldn't be and it's it's it's, it's kind of a slugger but it, and forgiving sometimes whereas the charger is responsive it wants to stay up it's got that reflex it, it's like it, it kicks up real quick. And then my inputs are so much faster. I'm just like, oh yeah, that's nice. And so my learning curve just, again, it, it hit another bump. And that was, that was a good moment. I kept telling your dad, I said, as soon as you guys can, can get that, that volt and, and kite it, like it's a comfortable thing, going to a new wing is going to be like, well, what is like, what am I doing? You're like, just, wow. You just don't even hold the toggles. You just wait, shift back and forth. You just do whatever you want. All of a sudden, life just becomes fun and easy. Kiting is entertaining. It's not even a chore. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. It's like putting weight on your baseball bat and then knocking it off. And you're like, wow, the bat just feels so much yeah. easier to swing. Oh, yeah. That was – no, yeah. Uh, and they all kind of have their own characteristics, like you're saying. Um, I would say the Volt – probably a brand-new Volt would probably feel better than, than oh, yeah. the older one. But uh, – <laughs> But uh, yeah, they all have their 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 characteristics, and they're all yeah. It was way way much. It was much simpler to to fly a, a lighter um, wing Move. that's responsive to what you're doing. Yep. Uh, real quick, I wanted to say uh, something real quick. I want to do a shout out to uh, TJ Moore. Sent us five dollars in the super chat. We really appreciate you. Um, real quick, uh, Brian, is there any way you can go through our chat and say hello to? The people that are in the chat, I my my internet is so slow, I'm I'm not able to see. Yeah, that. we we got we got Bill H. Uh, Sean is in the chat tonight. Slow days, John Wayne, Will Eric Lear. I said Bill H. already. Kent Stanley, Fly Flamingo, uh, Walters in the house from Down Under. Dwayne Crow, Mark McElroy. 
Well, that's a good thing. If Walter's in the chat, that's a good thing. That means tomorrow is still coming. I know. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. We got, we got exactly. Parrish Swag in the chat. He's on the show, too. Hey, Parrish Swag. There you go. Thank you, all my chatters out there in Chatter World. I love you all. <laughs> yeah, sorry Absolutely. if I, I left you. anybody off. There's a, a Danny here, but we got 24 in the chat right now, so not bad. Awesome. Hey, John, remember what you said? You said you would send a T-shirt to anybody in the chat, and that means Walter's in the chat, so that's going to cost. Uh, <laughs> John Masker's in the chat as well. That is true, but uh, I'd have to send it to Walter, and that's a long way. So I got five bucks from TJ Moore. Thank you very much. That will definitely help on the shipping to uh, Australia if he wins. Um, okay. We also have uh, Never Trust the Skinny Chef Shane in the house. Welcome. Glad that you How's made it. How's it going, guys? Hey, Shane. Glad you can make it, man. Sorry about your uh, – glad you can make it. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> it's, my, it's my daughter's puppy, but uh... – yeah, it's been, it, she's been here 13 years and, uh, ah, anyways, so let's party on party people. <laughs> We're partying on right now. Uh, make sure that you say hi. Let's know that you are watching because we are going to be giving away a t-shirt from PierceWayUSA.com here in just a moment. Um, Jim and Morgan is our, our guest tonight. They are a father and son uh, paramotor newbies they went to aviator and they're telling our story tonight we'll be giving away that t-shirt here in a couple minutes so make sure you say hi in the chat uh jim tell us about that first time that you made it up in the air um you did your solo already right and how many times have you um uh flown so far well okay so it depends on how you define that first so we did our introductory thing in new hampshire back in july of 2019 that's where we ran off and just did a coast kind of little little ride down. That was exciting. You know, you could hear me probably miles away cheering out how great that was. First time we got off the ground in our towing, that was great. In fact, there at Aviator um, Paramotor, they did, I think they said for the first time, they allowed Morgan and I to actually release from the tow while we were up. Um, at really? The yes. So is, it, is that not what normally happens? No, they said they've never done that before. And Morgan and I were the first. So on our third toes, they said, yeah, go ahead and, and pull the release and then you can just come down without the tow rope. And so we, we felt a little bit honored to, to have that. Um, so that was excellent. And <laughs> funny thing. Uh, nice to be the first. At, at Paramotor, we were doing our, uh, we were gonna do tow um, uh, taxi practice. And I'm looking over at the next guy and he's like, boy, he's really throttling up and his tiptoe, he's off the ground. That's kind of uh, that's not taxi, that's, he's flying. And, and <laughs> basically, I guess that's what they do to take the pressure off, which is good because I wouldn't have gotten any sleep otherwise. And yep. so I taxied off into the air right after him. Alert, alert. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was like super hypervigilant. I'm like, oh gosh, this is really happening. Just listen to the guy, but this is really happening. Focus on your instructor. But wow, this is really happening. That's what I was going through my head. And then I landed and then it's like, wow. <laughs> you have a video of that by any chance? Um, any video of your solos? Oh, I think we do. I don't have it ready to hand over now. I, it might actually be on Morgan's phone because um, flight buddies record each other's uh, flights. So if anybody has it, I think it'd be his. He might have passed it to me, but I don't know if uh, I have it at the ready now. It's definitely not. All right. 
Yeah. Now, y- y'all were partners in the class, right? They size you up on body size and weight. Y- y'all were uh, wingmen? We were wingmen, even though I'm, you know, a good 20 pounds, 30 pounds more than Morgan or more. So, but uh, they, they let us, you know, work work through that and, and that was okay. Um, we uh, shared equipment up until um, they were, we had, uh, they had, had a paramotors for everybody. And once we did, he had a different paramotor, different wing and everything. Before we go on, I just want to do one other bit of gratitude. Thanks for how we got into this. When we were thinking about this back in July of 2019, my wife was visiting family. She's from Spain. She was in Spain. And of course, I had to run this by her because this is a major chain life change, right? So I'm saying, hey, honey, um, your son and I, we're, we're thinking about this whole paramotor thing. And if it pans out, there would be um, possibilities for us stateside here, of course, because it looks like it's a, a sport that's still growing. And there's also something that they do there in Spain. Um, and, there, and it's quite a big thing close to where she's from. Um, there's a place that's called um, Algodonales in Spain, and they do a lot of free flight there. And so she, I sent her that, that message. The very next day, she sends me back video pictures. She went to Algodonales. She drove like 30, 40 minutes to this town, to the thing. She got me a t-shirt and everything. She was so for it. She was going to try to get a tandem free flight just to beat us, but uh, in support of us also. So I thought that was just like such a gem and such Did a way. Did she to get it. you a, a nice big life insurance policy too, along with all that? Because I'd be a little bit. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, just teasing. That's awesome to have the support of uh, your significant other, man. I can't. Yeah, in fact, she, she has very little interest in the sport otherwise. But when it came down to the uh, the let the countdown, and we were driving, we sold our place in Maine. The very next day we were coming down to, to North Carolina, we did all our house hunting. We did that for a few weeks. We closed on the house. The very next morning we're driving down to Lake Wales and she was getting enthused, even though she really has no interest in, in flying. So, that so is I, I'm just very really blessed awesome. to have a wife that gave me that support. And, and even today, yesterday, when I finally got that motor started, she's like, I really hope you get that thing started. I really want it just for you. And so, you know, it was nice to have that support. That's awesome, man. Very that cool. is really awesome. That was so awesome. Uh, I wonder, Morgan, uh, are you still there? Do you do you have any of these uh, uh, solo videos on your phone there, that you can share? For some reason, I was the the sole person like recording all these videos, and I'd I'd posted them on the uh, the WhatsApp group. But for his videos, since I I, I airdropped it to him, and uh, I clear my I clear my feet. my memory stopped real quick. So I don't have it. I know he has it because I definitely airdropped it to him. But um, I got other stuff from other students, just not of me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Um, we'll definitely need to see some of those. I know that you got a .com, Jim. What's the .com and what's going to be on that? So the .com that I did was way back when we decided this. I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do something. I don't know what's going to be on there. So it's more of a placeholder than anything. But it's a placeholder that says, this is what I'm about. If, if this is going to be something. So, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I, I'm a guy who likes to serve and I'm a man who is big in my faith, my family and my friends. And that's what I want to be about. So if there's a niche that I can fit into, not to be a competitor, but more of a, someone who can complement or contribute to the sport, that's why I got it there. I don't know that it'll develop it in something, but it's there in case it does. It's funny. And I also got a, a YouTube channel. Now it's funny because, um, 
the the website somehow is worth money even though i haven't posted anything and somehow my youtube channel i think i have like i don't know eight or eleven subscribers even though i have yet to post a single video bots <laughs> what is the the site jim uh angel wings wings, wings paramotor.com paramotor no s angel wings paramotor dot dot com very cool very cool there it is hey i know those guys <laughs> oh, so that was a morningside ppg by the way that we went to for the uh the paragliding intro okay oh yeah over new hampshire very very cool Somewhere hey i want to go back and ask jim about his his uh taxi that he did at aviator for his first flight did you have no idea that uh you're gonna be getting your first flight in that day oh um, no one could believe that I, who am on so many of these videos and so many chats, was so uh, unaware that we were actually going to taxi into the area. <laughs> so I had no idea, and I slept really well that night. Not every night I had slept so well, but uh, that night I slept well, and I'm like, oh, wow, we're, we're doing this. And so, no, I, I had no idea. It did catch me by surprise, and it was a good thing because... I would have been by my, beside myself, just think not getting sleep, and you know. So that was a good thing. Yeah, yeah that's pretty I cool. They, they pulled it, pulled that same trick on me, and uh, I had not seen a bunch of people's videos of going through Aviator, other than the videos that Aviator put out themselves. And uh, so that that was that was pretty cool. Um, I had no idea we we're gonna fly that day. I thought we were just gonna practice taxiing, and then uh, so of course the first guy goes up and you know what's on then. <laughs> well, I can I can tell you from an instructor's standpoint, if we work with a student and we have them in the mind frame that they're going to taxi, then then their mental state is controlling the wing on the ground and not getting into the air. That's not the, the mental process. And so as an instructor, and this is probably as you experience, so you get a good inflation, you get good control, and then they just start walking you into more power, more power till you're full power. And then all of a sudden you're flying and you do it and you look back and you go, holy smokes, I didn't realize that I was even that committed to it because your brain was working through incrementally. If we tell somebody they're going to fly, they'll inflate the wing and then they commit to power and they'll take off in an oscillation. They'll sit down too soon. So working through that, that taxi phase really reassures the control aspect mm. and then your your takeoff is generally nice and smooth because if your taxi isn't then they just shut you down and you reset the wing and start over so it's just an incremental phase but that's the way we do it at least that's the way i do it and it's you know i, I, I learned it from other folks it's not my way of method but that's the method for it and it seems to work really well it keeps people in, in a calm state and, and like I tell most people, this sport is probably like when they talk about football, it's like it's 80% mental and 20% physical. Your mental status is paramount for your success. When you start to get frustrated or overwhelmed or flustered, you start to make mistakes. You start to make bad decisions. When you stay calm and methodical and work through it step by step, everything goes easy. And then after you've done it 20 plus times, it becomes routine. And then after routine, it just becomes something you do second nature. So it, it's just a long marathon process of enjoying the education. And it sounds like you guys have been doing a phenomenal job of that part of it. So there's a question in the chat about uh, your dinkies. 
<clears throat> Garcia. He wants to know from Jim what it was like to see your son take flight for the first time. I love my kids so much. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Morgan's got it right. You know, it, it was, it was um, so exhilarating to get up in the air myself. And so I came around, I landed exhilarating, but to see my son, yeah, I, I did get teary eyed. And it, it reminded me when I first saw him run track in, in when he was in junior high, he was running and I didn't see a little kid running. I saw a young man running. And the, and the pride and the, you know, feeling good feelings were just like coming out of my eyes. So that, that's what I saw there also at uh, Lake Wales was, you know, it's like, here we are, we're doing this father and son thing. And here's, here's him having his success story running off in the air. And, it, and, it, and it's so cool. So it, all the flying that we've done, the best flying, the best flying, if any flying at all happens, usually when we're together, all the RC flying that we would do, it would be together. And usually when he's out of town, I hardly ever flew. I did once in a while, but when he's in town, that's when the flying really happens. Cause you know, if you, if you're going to do something alone, eh, not near as fun as doing it and then having that fellowship with somebody else and, and who better than someone in your family or your, your own son. Wow. I got a flip side to that question, Morgan. How did it feel to see your dad fly into the air first time? And, and Here we how did go. When he, when he made it safely on the ground. Okay, so different feeling. I would say it's almost the exact. I feared for him. <laughs> I was afraid he was gonna like break a hip. You know. <laughs> and rightly so. Rightly so. I have to work at my talent. It doesn't come naturally. <laughs> being with him doing doing the, the things in, in stages um, before aviator there's always this this uh this moment where i can only say so much of what i know where i'm not helping him out he, he's got to do it he's got to learn it himself and i know me just saying it it's not going to help him he, he he just has to go through it and he compartmentalizes a lot more than i do which honestly it helps him in many aspects is like in safety and and slowing down, making sure he's methodical. That which with, those are the pros in that. But man, the cons when you need to be reactive in certain times um, in these phases of flight. But with paraglide, you know, with paramotoring, it, everything's safe as long as you, you do what your instructor's telling you to do. And so when you have that um, that control and where hey, do what he says, and you should be good. That's awesome because he can compartmentalize and do what that guy says and just step by step. So here, power inflate, and so he's he's trying not to focus on what's actually happening and more on what the instructor is saying. And so that was the bit one of the greatest advantages for him because if he was to do that on his own, I think he'd be stuck on either one thing like maybe pulling. Oh, why is he falling? Because I remember when he was he'd be falling and what everybody wants to do is when they fall they put yeah, their hand up and they catch themselves and then they end up dumping it even more. And so I I feared that was going to happen. And so. The feeling of fear was the first thing I saw when when he would took off. I'm like, all right, just just keep giving power is all I could think of. Like, just keep keep giving it power and keep listening to the instructor. And then when he was up there, that the the emotional feeling happened when we were both in the air. And then I saw him coming up underneath me, and that's when I was just tickled. It was just tickled beyond imagine. I'm like, we're doing it. This is it. And we're I'm kind of almost ignoring the ignoring the uh, the instructor at this point. Just like, oh, let us do our thing. Let us. And then, uh, but yeah super super excited and thrilled to be up in the air with my dad um at that point that was fun did right, you have so... comms between the two of you uh we, we we had accessibility to comms um but 
we were more in our training phase, so we, we weren't yeah. pressing buttons. We were just keeping our hands uh, up at our ears and toggling. All right, guys, it is uh, 7.46 right now, uh, 45 minutes into our podcast. So we're going to give away a uh, shirt from PariswagUSA.com. We have two different uh, shirts today. Actually, Cameron, if you want to show that on your side, on your screen, you should probably be able to see it a little bit better since I have a virtual background. And we are going to spotlight him real quick. You ready? Boom. So we have this one from Paraswag USA has a pocket up front. Nice. And on the back, what does it show? Fly a latte. Fly a latte from paraswagusa.com. Fly high, fly free. Yeah. Now we have that in what? A large or is that a large? Uh, extra large. Extra large. Oh, that must be mine. Oh, <laughs> so we got a large, <laughs> we got a large and an extra large available. We also have this one. If you want to show this one, I think this one's different. Yeah. There's also. Oh yeah, and for every shirt that we give away, we're also going to be giving away a sticker. Paris Swag USA. I, I heard there was, I heard there was some of those kind of uh, stuff coming towards me, but I haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> so we got. I, uh, uh, what's the other one? Hey, we dropped yeah. it all off at uh, at Sean's house, Shane. Mm. Yeah, I'll never is. see it then. We got this really nice one, fly or die. Is there anything underneath of it? What size is that Here's shirt right there? What size is that shirt? Is that a large? You know anything that you had extra large? I I kept on keeping. <laughs> hey, Sean, I'm gonna interrupt real quick. On our scaly there on the flower die, that's the same scaly that's inside the fly latte cup like Starbucks does the heart. We have scaly inside of our oh, that's cup. cute. You couldn't really see it on that. Yeah, that was a way. very talented B stroke, by the way. <laughs> All right, good deal. All right, thank you, Mr. Cameron. So we're gonna give away one of those two in size large and one of them is an extra large. Uh, just let us know when you win. Make sure you have to be present to win, by the way. So make sure that I'm here. here. I'm here ready Are to win. Here? I'm here. All right. Um, <laughs> we've got JP on the spinning wheel. And, oh, uh, JP hates me. This is true. Are you ready to <laughs> spinning wheel, sir? And we actually have a bonus T-shirt that we're going to be giving away. Um, we'll talk, talk about that in just a moment. So stay Ooh. tuned. Um, how much time do you need to do the spinning wheel, Mr. JP? Oh, that was quick. That that much time. Hey. All right. We have everybody on here. Does anyone not see their name? You got uh, just a second to speak up in the chat. I'm pretty sure I got everyone though. I wish uh -huh. you could zoom in on, on there so we could see. I, I don't see me. Uh, That's going to be a long way for that shirt, Shane. Yeah. I'm still waiting on the other stuff. I'm just what? <laughs> uh, what other stuff? Well, Mark McElroy, if you're listening, man, I have forgot about you. I'll get that shirt in the mail tomorrow. I promise. <laughs> oh, oh there so you go. let me let me tell you, I got to meet Mark's uh, sister and uh, brother-in-law this this uh, past weekend. That red shirt down there. Cool. Where we. Uh, I met them too at uh, a gas station, and and uh, he handed me a large uh, cylinder 
Um, Whoa, this sounds kind of. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <clears throat> Come on now, this is a PPG rated. Exactly, and uh, it was filled with a bunch of stickers yeah, from a pair from a pair trailer. Just so you guys. Know. Oh wow! Yeah, I know yeah. you got a big logo he made up for you. No, I got I'm giving that away. So, Mark, if I haven't looked in it yet, but I should, it should be one, two, three, four, at least four large stickers. I, I can't remember. You know, I'm impressed that you counted to four to get to four on those four. I only had, I only had to take both shoes off to get to there. So. <laughs> How long is this thing going to spin for? Uh, we were making sure we got everyone, and apparently I yeah, missed Dwayne Crow. So yeah, I, got I, don't you, see, I don't see anybody in the chat saying they're not on it. Dwayne said he wasn't. Okay. He literally just jumped in the room. Good. Uh, Will Fly, Kelby Cox. Yeah, these are all people I missed. Whoops. Sorry, guys. Jim, uh, CR120. Yes. Uh, dude, how's it? How how's it? Uh, <laughs> how's it feel? I'm just saying. I, I she on her phone or the computer? Everything <laughs> is different. Everything is different now. So when we do house shop, when we shop for a house, you're looking to see if the yard is big enough to do. Yep. You right. You're looking at power lines. You're looking at the neighborhood. Are where are the power lines at? And you're checking the weather. <laughs> Everything is different now. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I've been I've been in many 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 chats with you, or chat or in, in rooms or whatever. Yeah. Um, now that I've seen your video or seen you fly, uh, I mean, is it anything like you thought it was going to be? All the videos that you've watched, did any of that help you before flight? Um, I would say yes. Um, like I was saying before. Morgan's got natural ability. So, I mean, when it comes to physical stuff, he can do that, but I have to study and I have to study hard. I'm, I'm really trying to understand the nuts and the bolts of everything that's going on and, right. and why, why things happen when they happen. Um, that gives me uh, an internal security of, of what I'm getting into. As far as what it felt like, I know what flying feels like. I knew what it was going to be like somewhat, but to be dangled out underneath the thing, that, that is different, a different type right. of flying. Um, and, and so that, that part of it is still something I'm still growing into that enjoyment, but yes, that, that was real, especially that last day when, when the tension was kind of like not there anymore. And it was like, okay, I've got this. I can actually do a landing without having someone in my ear and, and it's okay. And so, yeah. So you have, you have flown, uh, since school without an instructor in your ear not since this not since we've left the school um the the last couple days um they were backing off as far as uh, talking me in on the landing uh the last day there was none at all and and i was just cranking around and then after i landed you know aj says yeah i was watching this one and that one and and right. you know this is what you should look for but i mean and and he said you know sometimes it's really good for us to just back off and let you process through what we've taught and, and dial it in on your own. You can't always just correct somebody with, with the words. You gotta let them work through some of the things. I'm a lot that way. And uh, <clears throat> have I flown since then? No, cause I'm still working on getting my paramotor uh, working. Yesterday was the first day I got it started. I'm having trouble okay. with the mixture. 
Um, but yesterday I took the air box off, started with the first pull. This morning I um, did it again without full throttle and it started again with the first pull. So what I need to do is see if I can put the air box back on and see if it'll do that again without the first pull. Otherwise, maybe I'll be looking at making some uh, mixture adjustments. But that's a well, major thing holding me back. Otherwise, my wife, she's, she's even though we've got this house that needs a lot of work, she's affording me the, the time to, to do it. I just need to get the, my equipment. Well, I, I will tell you the very first time that I took off, which was out of, out of the compound, <clears throat> after I went to school and I had nobody in my ear, I had no, no comms of any kind, I think that was worse than the very first flight I took. Because the very first flight I took, I didn't know I was taking off. And now you know that you're setting up to take off. And for me, I mean, that was once you do, once you've done your first one with nothing, nobody in your ear, and, and no one telling you what to do or correct. After that, it, it's 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 a lot easier. Let me just say this: because I do so much digging and and looking at the ins and outs of it. I think it stays pretty solid in my head on what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Because if I ever need to, I think back, but I can tell you, I can still hear my instructor in my head. Smooth. Yeah. <laughs> smooth the full and, and going around, you know, hands up and, you know, just a little bit of pressure, all that stuff. And, and there are things. So, I mean, those words are still stuck in my head. So I think, and it's recent enough. I think I got, we'll see when, when I get that first flight, maybe I'll have something else to report, but well, I just, I am, uh, I just oh, found I out that people that are watching this on their cell phone, uh, they can't get to the super chat. Is that correct? Um, no, you can set up the super chat, chat on your phone. phone. You just have you to set your chat super chat up. <clears throat> you just got to tap the super chat icon and then set up your super chat. So, uh, Jim, I, I've been flying just, just over a year a year and almost two months. Um, I still on every launch hear my instructor in my ear. I still, I, I even, I hate to admit this, but <clears throat> I never, I never brought my A's up to where he wanted them to be. And sometimes I catch myself slacking even more than I would be in class. So right before I take a deep breath, I'm like, Oh yeah, back up here. Okay. Arms back. And it's it's been over a year and I still I still hear him in my ear so I hope he had a good I hope your instructor had a good voice because uh, you're going to hear for a while we had Fletch and Fletch has got a British accent so you know you can trust him oh you're good then yeah you're golden <laughs> all, right, all right guys are we ready to spin JP's adding no, away I know like JP's ready you should read the last 10 lines on his uh I'm, I'm reading it and I'm kind of laughing over here. <laughs> it, looks, it, looks like, it looks like there's a lot of people on the wheel, but it's just him. Are you ready? If Three, two, ready, one, do it. We are, Control, we are going, enter. Here goes. So we're going to be spinning for a Paris Swag USA t-shirt. We have those two that we showed. We have large and extra large. That's all we have as of this moment. If you want something other than that, you can actually talk with uh, uh, Mark and Amy over at Paris Swag USA to see if they can get you uh, your own size. But if not, Mark, Mark have... McElroy said something in the chat about having uh, some shirts over at uh, paralife.org. 
Oh, does he have does he have one that he wants to give away tonight? Um, CarolinaPG.com. I'm sorry. Maybe floating. I think John Wade's got it. Oh, it's gonna be going to Australia. All the way to Walter. <laughs> Good day, man. I don't think I, I don't think Walter's gonna make it. <laughs> Looks like John Wayne's got himself a new shirt. Yeah, Ooh, Mr. Wayne, you gotta be here. Yeah. John Wayne, you the chat still John man. Yeah. All right. Good job, John Wayne. Something in the chat. John, make sure that you uh, email me, ppggrandpa at gmail.com. Let me know if you want a large or an extra large, and I'll send it out to you. Of course, I need your mailing address. Don't send your email address. That won't work. Haven't right. you seen John his Wayne. movies? John Wayne is a big man. He's going to need no. like a triple XL. He makes horses John much Wayne. more. Huh? That's a whole different John yeah. Wayne. He needs oh. to send a medium that's going to swim on him. A medium <laughs> that's going to swim on him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let, let us know, Mark uh, Mark McElroy in the chat, if you want to give away one of your uh, paralifeppg.com t-shirts. But until then, we got one more spin over here. We got a bonus spin. Um, my son's wife is making t-shirts. So uh, real quick, go ahead and tell us about the t-shirt that we are going to spin for now. Yeah, John replied in the chat, just so you know. Awesome. I think I think Smedium is the so, size you get at Ross. I've got a t-shirt that I'm going to give away tonight. Uh, if you go to my page, www.dragoncampers.com, uh, it's my YouTube page. If you subscribe, you get a 20% discount on her Facebook page, Classic Creations. Also, I've got a Redbubble that you can order whatever you want to order on there as well. It'll show you all the designs that I have. I have I think four designs on there right now. But if you go to to uh, subscribe, you get 20% off her page, and that'll help you give a little 20% discount right there. Nice. But mostly I hot shot campers is what I'm doing right now. I've got a few how-to videos and whatnot if you want to subscribe to that. So. Very all cool. Right. All right. Are you going to have your son build you a, a PPG camper there, Sean? Is that what's going on next? That, is that that's the what thing we're hoping. With, <clears throat> with a handicap ramp? Of course, because I'm a grandpa. <laughs> so we're, <laughs> so we're going to spend for one of his t-shirts, dragoncamper.com t-shirts. So go ahead and pop the wheel up. Now, if it's overseas, I don't know if I can really send it to you guys, but come on now. Help me out here. <laughs> hey, when Amy and I were over there, he was trying to figure out how he was going to uh, put his uh, his little scooter up to a wing and fly it. <laughs> well, yeah. All right, so we are spinning now for a dragoncampers.com t-shirt by my son. Uh, when you win, make sure you let us know in the super chat that you've won. You must be present to win. I'm present. I don't see my name on there. Good Lord. <laughs> well, he did say she makes young little girl accessories, so I would fit your personality right on, Shane. Damn. I, I, I will support it. No problem. 
Damn. Hey, there's Emily Dixon. She's what oh, makes it. DMCR what twenty. Oh look, Jim's gonna win him a hair bow tie. Jim? Oh 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 my oh, god. Oh TJ Moore. Almost. Come on. No. TJ no. Moore. TJ. It's all about the green. All about the green. Oh, oh, no TJ oh. Moore. No TJ. Boom TJ. Thank you for sending five bucks. That will help us. Yeah, send nice. T-shirt. <laughs> I don't. I don't hope they cover the shipping, right? That covers the shipping. Thank you, sir. Congratulations. Yeah, um, I'm gonna leave this up till TJ says something, but he's been active, I think. Yeah, TJ, um, just send me an email, ppggrandpa at gmail.com. Let me know what size in your mailing address, please. And we totally appreciate you. Did Mark uh, McElroy say yes? He wants to give away another t-shirt. I didn't hear from I haven't heard that from him. He oh, said okay. you have three large and paralyzedpg.com as well. That was about my stickers for the parrot campaign. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Which, by the way, I mean, the guy did not have to. CJ responded. He's, he's here. Cool. Okay, good deal. All right. Yeah. It didn't have to. Did you guys see Shondor's post the other day on Facebook about the Christmas package Michael Mixer sent him? No. So, so Shondor got sent stickers, like a copious amount of stickers, a t-shirt, uh, a, uh, I Fly Indiana, I think it is, or, or um, a jersey, a pilot jersey, like like the Aviator Paradigm jerseys. Um, and, and a couple other things. It was really, really cool. Mike sent him all that stuff. I just wanted was to the say occasion? that. Uh, Shondor had gotten a new vehicle. And so he asked for some stickers. So that way he could put, you know, pair, pair glider, pair of motor stuff on his, on his new rig. And so Mike sent him a Christmas package with all kinds of goodies. It was really, wow. really nice of him. I think I'm going to have to send like, him an email saying I got a new vehicle. <laughs> i've been asking Shondor all year long to jump to jump on here and do a podcast with us hey uh since we have everybody on here uh morgan if you're there come back uh never trust skinny chef shane come back we got to do a thumbnail for oh. our uh, picture here hey and jim and morgan while we're waiting um how long can you chat with us it's a little bit after eight do you need to go or can you hang out with us? I got about like 30 more minutes. Okay, that's good, that's good, 30 more minutes. I'm back. Um, you're back, good deal. Can I hear Brett? You have a uh, baby on the way? Yeah, I, I do, I'm in April, my wife is due. Good deal. Congratulations. Yeah, we're excited. Are you so this, this will be your first kid, good? right? This will be my first, it's a daughter. Congratulations. Thank you. Are, are you deployed right now or are you home? I'm on terminal leave. That's why you see all this long out of regulation uh, hair. <laughs> so yeah, I'm getting out. I'm getting out in two days out of the Navy. Right on. Awesome. Well, we got well, 30 minutes I, to chat with you right after we do this thumbnail. So let's do a thumbnail and we got 30 minutes to chat with you guys some more. Uh, well, JP? Jim uh, and Morgan, to both of you, I want to say thank you very much for your service. It's been an honor to chat with you today. Hey, thank you for your support. Thank you, yeah, let me let me make You're sure I turn up. Let me make sure I turn up my new lighting. Okay. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Turn it down. Turn it down. We can that's, see you. We can turn see you now. That's bad. Turn <laughs> it off. Ready? One, two, three. Okay. Kevin. There's a slight chance we might need to do it again because I have no idea where this goes. What? What's the keystroke? What's the keystroke? Uh, Windows print screen. The Windows symbol and print no, screen. No, 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 no. For, for Mac. Oh, uh, Control Shift Three. It's control JP. Three. All right, so I'm gonna do one over here on the Mac real quick. Everyone, get ready in three, two, one. Cheeseburger. It went boop. Does it supposed to go boop? Oh, uh, Control Tab. Oh my God! I keep hitting this button. You're gonna kill um, my new um, selfie <laughs> light. I'm exhausted now. I need control to get Tab Three or what? Uh, I don't know. I, I I do it by feel. I don't know what the keyboard says. It should oh, be shift, first, first pictures, shift, man. shift command three. Shift command three. Oh my god. Oh shift okay. command three. Okay, shift command three. Last Ready? time. Let's three, go. Two, Third time. Orders, orders, cheese. All right. I heard a jink jink. So there we go. Cool. That should work. All right. Oh. I need to write that down. Control. <laughs> command, command shift three. three. And then Sean, if you want to draw a box, it's shift command four and then it lets you draw a box. So that's kind of nice if you want to just specify it to a certain area. Why didn't you ask Jim to begin with? Then we I need to from problem. now on. You say shift hey, command I, what? So you, shift command three just does the full screen. Shift right. command four, your cursor will turn in a crosshair and then you do the, the two corners. And then when you click, click, then that will be your capture that you do. <laughs> All right, we have a new uh, tech guy in the house. Cool. Uh -huh. I know, huh? I'm like, what? You did a good uh, job now. Oh, this goes shame. I can already see the smoke pouring out of Mark's ears as he's trying to figure out how to utilize <laughs> this information. <laughs> All right. I, I just grab my phone and then make. And they, um, he takes a picture of we're the on a Mac, so I'm trying to absorb that information. We actually that are on a Mac, works. so I was like, okay, I, so let me. I still don't know it all. All right, let's get back to Jim and Morgan. Since you got 30 more minutes with us, uh, what uh, what is the what is the coolest place that you've flown so far? So Aviator. after. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess yeah. I think Aviator has been such a highlight because we went to AJ's wedding. I don't know if you guys seen that video. Uh, that was a, oh, yeah. it was a kind of a fun, fun event. Um, just having finished class or not finished class, but finished all our um, maiden flights and we're, we're all flying on our by ourselves. My so invitation must be in the mail still. <laughs> <laughs> Along with the shark. Yeah. <laughs> so, so those sun, sunrises and sunsets, they were, they were awesome, especially on his wedding day. It was like a perfect day all that I, I thought that was so so beautiful and you could see the cows and the alligators everything I've, I've never been anywhere where you see such consistently good sunsets and sunrises as, as aviator it's like uh at least three out of four nights man you're gonna have something breathtaking but uh that, that was a pretty cool ceremony aj and Bekina, uh no doubt i was lucky to be there to see that too and uh <clears throat> yeah i actually had one of my first Wait, you went too brian yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you didn't get you didn't get your invitation i did not i did not I was the mail. Still. Huh. who did they have flying overhead 
They're still they're still talking about Brian at Aviator and how they can't get rid of him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're trying to come up with a plan. They haven't succeeded yet. <laughs> we hey, keep Bob. bringing deep fried turkeys to to dinner, you know. They they invited all the cool people from Ohio. JP, Ooh. you didn't get an info. You Ooh. didn't get an invite. Hmm. Okay, I see how it is, Shane. I'm, right. Oh wait. Maybe, it went maybe. out on the corporate Napa server. It's probably why you missed it. Okay. <laughs> hey, Brian. Yeah. Who do they have fly over at, during their ceremony at the end? Oh, so they, they flew there individually. Uh, Beckina and uh, AJ flew there in their own paramotors foot launch, and then they took off in, in a tandem unit and left together to symbolize their marriage. Uh, but Aww. but Aww. actually, Eric Farewell uh, officiated it. Um. And there was more than a dozen paramotors that went back and forth. So it, okay, it, was, cool. it, was, it was pretty cool. What happened yeah, to you, Brian? Uh, so, yeah, I, I was flying with my wingman, and I had some of my first almost engine outs. The engine bogged, so I did the safe thing. I turned around, went back to the airport. I jumped in the truck, hauled butted over there, and turns out it was a good thing because I ended up being uh, a ride back for a couple guys that couldn't get back into the air. So that worked. That worked pretty good. Luckily, it was at it was at the same place I was camping at the Suzanne Chalet. Uh, so that was that was really cool. But it was a cool thing to be a part of. Um, if you go to Aviator Shows website, it's called Paramotor Wedding. Um, Reese is a professional photographer. He he did a, <coughs> he did a really really good job with it. Yeah, he got my, my totally not great landing where the wing came right down in front of me just right there for everybody to see <laughs> but it was okay I, we I, I enjoyed that too i have to agree with morgan that was one of the highlights of uh that was our cross country that we did um one other flight that was there was a couple other things that was special as far as flying one looking over and seeing your son uh, on your on your side that, that that was really cool um there was another flight where we had an especially low uh cloud layer and that was really cool because now you have another dimension that you're you're working with and and so that was really cool it's like you go a little high it's like okay my head is actually starting to get into the clouds i'm gonna like stay below it and it was just a couple a few hundred feet up so hey jim did you and morgan venture over there to uh see the eagle's nest by chance definitely yes oh, that, yeah. that was That's like awesome. a daily thing going go check out the eagles see how see if you can see any alligators yeah all that stuff oh yeah did you foot drag the canal? <laughs> no. Not me. Not me. I'm, not, I'm not up to foot dragging yet. Morgan's, he's a foot dragging monster. I don't know if he did any out there, but. Uh, not you know. over water. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, there was one day when there was a low mist and I thought it was pretty cool to come down and just have a little bit of a wake in, in the mist. So that was kind of cool too. Yeah, that morning fog was pretty cool. So what paramotor do you have, Morgan? You said you fly in a charger. What motor did you get? So I had, um, I was kind of like that guy on Facebook, just waiting for like a good deal to come out. And so I was like, oh man, I really don't want to go all out and spend like eight grand on something when I saw like a $4,300 pair of motors on that guy. Um, but the, the gentleman I was talking to, um, Joey, he's actually, I think in Iowa, he was selling it, uh, like a brand new engine on his Volution 2. And this guy's a machinist and he's re like, redone this whole thing and it's like the scary news that you you don't want to buy from you don't want to buy from people that like have totally customized their paramotor but I, he's like sent me his whole you know process and maintaining it and i was uh, i was like really stoked about it i was like this is awesome it's only got 15 hours on it's been broken in and 
but it was the only the only hard thing about it was it was a uh, my 18 so i'm just thinking okay the muffler is probably the biggest problem it's gonna it's gonna be replaced eventually and so i wasn't too bad except i just flew my first flight from away from everybody two days ago and man that thing's it, it's heavy when you, you fuel it up half half a tank you got a reserve um uh, you know, i don't know if you guys know the angel 140s it's actually a pretty big reserve and we shoved that into a small a small little pouch and that's in front of me and then that volution too is not the lightest of all aircraft so and it's cold so i'm wearing like three pants and gloves i've never flown with gloves now my throttle's on my right hand it's kind of in the way there's so many things i'm just like this is not at all how i'm set up for success and so and i got like four or five girls staring at me my wife and her friends because we're there visiting and I, and it's such a beautiful field over there and uh I think it was Fairview Heights, Illinois, is where we went to Wolf Ranch High School. Lots of space, and I was just like, "Oh man!" And so I, did, you know, I'm gonna do a practice run. So I do a little practice run, and I roll my ankle on one of these little mounds, these frozen mounds oh, that this animal has oh. created. There's tons of them, and I'm just like, "Wow!" So I, I eat it. I face plant into the ground. I'm just thinking, "Man, I don't want to be holding the throttle right now." And so, um, I try to make sure my hand was open. And so I got back up, and I'm like, "I gotta walk this off." And so, uh. But I'm like pumped up with adrenaline at the same time. I'm just like, oh man. So I don't feel it much, but I feel it and I'm limping. And so, you know, you can walk it off after five minutes. And so I go up, I hook in and I just run it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to go. I, I know what I can do. And so I, I get up and then I'm flying for about five minutes. My hands are frozen and it's just bad. I, I, I hate it. I'm like, this is not good. Uh, I'm not having a good time. I'm going to land. And so I land and I've never botched the landing until my very first, you know, by myself. And the moment I put my foot down, although the ankle just gave away, I'm just like, oh, I do have a video of that. I think I, I haven't sent it to the group chat, but I'll, I'll send it to you guys so you guys can check that out. That's, yeah, I think I did actually. Yeah, yeah. you sent that to the group chat. Yeah, that was, that was, that was the only landing yeah. I have not successfully. If yeah, I, I, was, I remember I was, right, ashamed. this is for your, your uh, eyes only. So I For your that eyes that's only. <laughs> that's, not what, that's not something that we put out there. So I understand. That's cool. But yeah, we, I saw it. No, I had a buddy of mine do the exact opposite. He took off just fine. But on the way in, he caught a, one of those molehills and it wound up breaking his ankle. Oh, I would say that's worse. That's a lot worse. That sucks. That so look just like yours, Brian. The, the x-rays looked exactly like your ankle. Hanging sideways and dangling. Well, I didn't yeah. see the foot. I just saw the x-ray, but his x-rays looked exactly like yours. The plate, the screws, I mean, it looked yeah. almost identical. Yeah. Well, yeah, my question may have already been answered, but I've been listening and waiting, but I wanted to ask Morgan and Jill, what is the most nerve-wracking experience you've had when you first started flying? You first, Dad. Okay, so... um I guess, I guess as they were uh, doing more hands-off and I'm, I'm working on my landings, there was one landing that I had that I was coming over the actual, um, the actual runway and, and, and it wasn't real dicey and it wasn't, um, but in my mind, I'm thinking I need to have my approach uh, heading directly into the wind. And if anything's like off, then, then, and if I'm like swaying, if I got any kind of oscillations, I'm, I'm imagining myself trying to catch myself on my feet and run on a diagonal crosswind kind of landing. And so that was as close as I came. Um, I think I came down a little harder. I still was on my feet, but I, I do believe my legs came down and the, the bottom of the, of the cage scraped 
a bit. Um, there was that was going through my head and, and just trying to dial in my my approaches. And and it was from before then on till that last day that is like, man, I, I need to dial in my approaches. And so that's that was the, the most tense that I had. I think the scariest for me was just that those the two days ago, um, when you don't have anybody around you, it's it's like a little bit of a surreal moment. You're like, oh, well, now now I don't have anybody to you know to coach me at this, and so I was that that was kind of like a, a little bit of pressure, especially with the crowd and people are already starting to gather because they heard an engine run up, and so there's there's all this perceived pressure um, from people watching, and then here's here's equipment I've never flown on here's the temperature I've never flown in. Here's gloves I've never flown with. Here's a throttle hand I've never flown. I'm so new at this. And I, I mean, I, I, I pick things up pretty quick, but it's like, you want to throw as many variables as you can to make a Swiss cheese model. I was, that was it for me. That was like, here, and I rolled my ankle just doing the practice. I'm like, come on, like, what, what else do I need to say? It's like, don't do it. And so but I was just so excited and I, and I, I resort, resorted to my training and, you know, all the things. And if you watch the video, my takeoff, you, you see it. You, you see me inflate, look left, look right, wings look good. The only thing I did differently, just because I couldn't keep up with my ankle, is I jumped in my seat this time. And I don't jump in my seat. I'm usually like one that you know, likes to chill and hang until I'm all the way off. But I just couldn't handle. The pain was actually still there uh, when I started sprinting with that weight. And, man, that weight just did not feel good either. So, yeah, two days ago was my the scariest moment. Then trying to come in for the landing, not feeling your hands. And there's just also, it's like they're, they're stinging so bad at the same time. You're like, what's what's going on? This is so not fun. What, what was the temperature you were flying in? It was, uh, so the temperature was like around 27, but with the wind chill, it was like 10 or some oh, silly. That is so cold. And it was the thin gloves. I wasn't wearing anything thick. And I was like, man, hey, it felt so you, fun. You wanted to get up there bad, didn't you? I did. <laughs> I just made this trailer, this trailer hanging trailer hitch, and I was so excited. I'm like, I, this is what was keeping me from flying because St. Louis is so congested. I got to drive out 30 minutes so I can fly. And finally, I made something, and I was like, I got to do this now. Ugh. So, Morgan, did you have any heated gloves? Uh, that was the talk. Elizabeth and I, Elizabeth, my wife, uh, we're like, should we just stop flying, like get some hand warmers? I'm like, no, because then I'm just putting more stuff in my hands. And I, that's already, I've already got too much going on. And sure enough, like that was the thing that really made me stop flying. I was actually enjoying it. And then like just 30 seconds in the flight, I'm like, man, my hands are getting really cold. Another 30 seconds later, I don't like this at all. I need to get down. And so I'm like doing my approaches. Like I, I got to see, I got to get down. This is too much. Yeah, that can get that's, dangerous, that's, man. Get, get you the and, heated and, glove liner. That's got the little heater element that goes all the way around the, the perimeter of the, of the fingers. And it oh. makes a world of difference. Plus, you keep most of your dexterity. Um, and you got to have it windproof, yeah. too, because I have the same thing. But I tell you what, the wind just goes right through. And yeah. uh, it, it chills my, my hand. Speaking about hand, JP's raising his hand. What's up, JP? I got to run. Do you, have, do you need any more names or anything? Uh, if you no, do, thank I can you very much. For a few minutes. No, we, we got it. Thank you so okay. much, JP. Okay. We appreciate awesome. you. Awesome. You have fun. Hey, Hey, Morgan, if you go to PariswagUSA.com, you can find those gloves. They're right there. We have them, actually. I'm looking forward to looking at what you have. Because <laughs> it's them. too cold here. Yeah, we, we have them. And I have, actually have a pair. And I flew with Sean this weekend. And I had mine on. And they work great. But the only thing is, is you have to remember to turn them on. Hand me, <laughs> hand I, me I got hey, in here and didn't turn them on. 
And that's a Thanks. whole nother story, but I didn't turn my stuff on, my vest, my gloves or anything on, and I had to land in a random field and I got stuck for 30 minutes. Yeah, I got video of that. Uh, th these are my <laughs> gloves. I had to put tape on them just to have like the wind, the, the windbreaker part. So they look funky, but I tell you what, they keep my hands warm when it's 25 degrees out when I fly in the morning. So I could give you a little, a little pro tip that works great for yes. moderately cool temperatures. It doesn't work good for, for really, really cold temperatures, but when it's moderately cool, take a regular pair of nitrile gloves, like mechanics gloves or dental gloves, surgical gloves, any nitrile <laughs> gloves, put those on your hands and then wear like mechanics gloves. <clears throat> the nitrile will, will keep the sweat and heat in on your fingers and it's a windproof layer on the inside. Your hands will okay. stay much warmer you know, if you put on nitrile. I tried that before, and, it didn't, and, and my hand got colder doing that. Maybe I'm I would say put wrong. it over top of the the glove. Put the the rubber glove over yes. top, and that way it's gonna kind of lock in the heat and get create uh, an air layer um, in between yeah, your, your skin and the outside. Um, I will say that a good pair of gloves make all the difference in between a you know a good flight and a bad flight, especially when it gets colder. So. Um, I flew yesterday for yeah. about 45 minutes. It was like 41 on the ground and 20 at like 500 feet. Yeah, yeah. There was a, there was a serious inversion. Like yeah. as soon as you hit that like 500 foot mark, it went from somewhere comfortable to just being like frigid. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, we're just going to play down low today. <laughs> well, before I head out, guys, I just wanted to say real quick, man, I, I've been watching Jim talk about flying for like, the entire time that I've been flying. It's, it's been, Jim, what's the countdown? Seeing him on, on all the different shows and everything and just watching him progress and talk about how, you know, he couldn't wait uh, to learn how to fly with his son and everything and to see it finally happen. It's just, it warms the heart, man. So I, I really oh. am so happy for you and your son, Jim. Like, hey, I, I can't. Uh, that was a serious countdown that when we oh, started it was like, it, it was, was. Like 200 and some days that was a long countdown. absolutely and there was a countdown before you even signed up you know it was when when is jim gonna you know yeah. have a countdown there was a countdown before the countdown and it just to see it finally happen man i i'm so happy for you and your son like yeah. you know can't wait to see some videos too absolutely absolutely like that be safe and, and rack up some hours now at this point. Now there's going to be a, a countdown uh, for an SIV or something, you know? No yeah, rush on that. Already but... talking about it. Already awesome. talking about it. Very cool. Well, so I let us like know that. when you're going to be doing the SIV. I might have to go down there with you. That would be cool. That would be cool. So I always like to ask this question for people that have recently right, guys. graduated training. Later, JP. Later, JP. Bye. What was, what was the most frustrating portion of your training? Was it airspace? Was it the kiting? What was the most frustrating part for you to learn? <laughs> I think I know Morgan's answer already. Yeah, you, you already know mine. <laughs> you say yours then. Okay. Well, um, my, my most frustrating thing was just dialing in my approaches. Like I was saying before, it's like, you know, I really want it. I, I want this to be understood. I want it to be um, natural. <laughs> And, and I don't want to have to feel so tense every single approach, which was nice with that last day. I thought, okay, well, here we go again. I'll, I'll try to knock out three, three flights and it'll be a nice round number and I'll work on this after. Turns out that first flight, I was like, you know, that was, that was cool. 
and I didn't feel tense at all. And then one, one thing that was different that one was, is we weren't landing in the same area. Um, the, the day prior, we took off to do uh, AJ and Bikina's wedding and we landed in a different, we took off and landed in a different area than our regular working area. That was kind of like a little bit out of my, um, out of the normal and a little bit out of the comfort zone. But with that one past us, then it was like, okay, and just thinking through it, um, that was just one of those things that we were able to work through. And so for me, the frustration was just not having it like I was seeing my son have it. I mean, he's, he's just having fun and he's cranking them out. He's cranking out tens and I'm happy to crank out one and uh, he's foot dragging and everything. And, and so I wasn't jealous, but I was frustrated that, man, I wish I could just really get this. So I, I was frustrated for a while and I got past it that last day, which was cool. Speaking of, of flights, how many flights did you have in by the end of training? I finished up at 37. I was shooting wow. for, for yeah, 30. I think I was shooting for like 35 or something. I was like, you know what, I'll do it. And I got a couple more because I, I, I got this now. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll keep keep doing a couple more. That, that's awesome, man. Uh, that's that's way above the, the average, I think. I think I was at 26 when I left. And, you know, they want you to get 25 flights in so you can get your PG2 rating. And yeah. uh, How long is that? How long is that class, Brian? It's a 14 day class. Um, it used to be 10 days. Um, right before my class went, they extended it to 14 days because some students were quite, you know, certain classes have better weather than others. And some of the classes didn't have the best weather and the students didn't give quite enough opportunity to get as many flights in as they wanted um, to, to leave there as a confident pilot. So they extended it. And uh, it's, it's a long time to, to go to a place for two weeks. It's hard to drop, yeah. you know, work and, and everything else. For, so, so it's, and, and, and Aviator has a pretty, pretty long waiting list typically too. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's a, you get what you pay for. It's a great experience, a great group of people down there. How about you, Morgan? Yeah. My, my most frustrating thing is um, uh, I'd learned so much, I think, and I got so much of the, the hand-eye coordination to the kiting that I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I gotta be patient now. I, I gotta, you know, people are, are not there at that level. And so I, my, my frustration was that waiting and, um, and then getting told, you know, Hey, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. And I, I, was, I had to learn something a little bit a different way. And so I was trying to do it that way and getting instructions, I'm already making the correction. And, and it's, it's like, it was kind of like frustrating at that time. But I think the, the biggest frustration was I had an engine out and just I was flying so much and I loved it. And, and I just ran, lost track of my fuel, but it was right after a touch and go. I was climbing, climbing, climbing. I got up to my altitude and I was going downwind and the engine just cut out and I just felt that dip. I'm like, oh, okay. That's kind of feels like, like when you let off on throttle like crazy or the towing when the towing stops and when we were doing the practice tows. And um, I just did a, I mean, I did my uh, sharp, sharp S turn one direction and did a sharp, sharp S turn another direction. And so, because I'm so focused on landing where we've always been landing, not on the runway or on the side of the runway or, or in another field, even though those were all safe spots, my my targeted landing zone was where we've always been landing. And to get there, I needed to drop altitude fast and in a very short amount of distance. And so to do that, I was cranking over, cranking over. And then I had like, I was getting kind of like 
hey don't do that like don't don't do wing overs now we'll do those maybe later or something and, I, and then later i was told that hey good job you you yeah, you did some sharp S turns. You, you made landing pattern by another instructor. So a little bit of frustration when you get told one thing from another person and then you're you know, congratulated from another person. So it's kind of like, oh, what do you want me to do here? Like, would you have done the same? And I know um, the instructors, they're, they're just, you know, easing on the side of caution, um, veering there. So I wouldn't like kill myself. And they're, they're, they're actually most fearful for me. <laughs> AJ pulls me over and is like, yeah, it's like, hey, I, we see you loving it um i'm actually more scared for you <laughs> so take it easy i'm like yeah I, i'm i'm my worst enemy here I, I can tell uh i'm probably gonna hurt myself if i don't take it easy so frustration like you did some wing overs though but that's pretty cool doing your first wing overs they weren't they, it was wasn't planned it wasn't like oh i want to do wing over it was i need to dip down fast and i'm pulling and i i feel the wing i've been i've been teasing a little bit kind of pulling hard and, and seeing my wingtip at the horizon while i'm doing kind of like a spiral kind of descent i don't know i don't know the terminology yet but if i'm just if i keep holding this turn i can get my wingtip and then once it crosses a point ooh, it's like ooh, too much and i can get out of that and so i've been flirting with that and kind of doing left and right and so i did it a little bit more aggressively that one time and he, he was just he was uncomfortable with me doing it and so yeah he yeah he had to tell me no don't do that again i was like or I'm grounded. He even said that. I was like, oh, come on, over the radio. <laughs> You're going to do so well at your SIV course. <laughs> that is so awesome. That is so awesome. Yeah, was- I'm, I'm curious, you know, both of you have a military background. You know, you went through boot camp and whatnot. You've had a, you know, military, I know, teaches you structure in life. Um, how did do you think that helped you in your training pr- process at Aviator, how they do things? Or do you think it, it hurts you? Because I know people with an engineering background can struggle um, with some of the training aspects and whatnot. Yeah, I'm just curious what you think about that. I think I think it was the best of both worlds um, as far as the, the intellect, what was going on, because uh, I, I would say I'm aerodynamically inclined, and so is my father. And so when they when they got to those uh, topics in the class, that was that was easy for us. And but the roboticness of instructor, you do as I say, and don't do anything else. That that's also another thing that you know structured learning hey just do what you're told cool that's fine for us too and so i think it was really easy for for um us to translate that but the i think the biggest thing was the safety aspect if there's nothing you can't stop mentioning is how how you can be your worst enemy um and safety is the biggest thing people get complacent and we're we're just taught that over and over in uh, aviation and especially in the aviation side of um, the military is you just got to, you can't take unnecessary risks uh, at all. Uh, and what we do is fun. So you can kind of balance that. And so, you know, weigh, weigh your risks. Hey, is today the right day to fly? You mean like taking off with a rolled ankle or anything like that? Like taking off with a rolled ankle. Like <laughs> I should have waved. Okay. I should have just said it's not worth it, right? It's not worth it. But <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to admit it. I, I made the wrong decision. And, and I pulled a little drop out of my luck bucket and just got away with it. And so but I'm recognizing like that's, that was a no, that was a no fly right there. I should have just said, no, there's too many variables. I can do this another time when it's, you know, enjoyable. And so safety, uh, that structure of safety in the military. I mean, we have what's called CRM, crew resource management, ORM, operational risk management. There are acronyms upon this, like, you know, make decisions at the appropriate level, um, make, re- you got identifying hazards and all these things. And, and so that I'm, we're taking all, I'm sure he was taking all these, these tools and just bringing it in. And just like, yeah, cool. It's, and that's also a testament to aviators training style is, wow, you know, 
this Department of the Navy is, is a lot like what they're doing here. It's cool. They, they, they seem to have a good, a good uh, focus on safety being a, a big role in this whole thing. So we were really appreciative. Speaking for both of us, I'd say we were really appreciative, but you can say whatever you want to add. Sorry, I took the- uh... I, I would echo a lot, most of that. I've been going through the flight training that we did in the Navy. There's lots of <clears throat> opportunity to, to train in ways that's out of your comfort zone. And there's, you know, there's lots of opportunity to, to just take orders that maybe you don't understand, but it's, you, you trust it's the right thing. At Aviator, there is a lot of opportunity for that. So I think in that regard, you know, you, you have an opportunity to say, okay, I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but I can switch off my non-understanding reflexes and just trust them. Um, on the trust side, there was one thing that happened with uh, Fletch that I thought, okay, I'm, I'm committing to this trust thing. When we're doing our lean backs, we got the motor on, not, not the, the wing. And he's saying, okay, go ahead and throttle up. I know that the throttle that I'm squeezing in is gonna put me face down in the dirt, but he's got his hands on my shoulder. So now I'm like, he says, go ahead and throttle up. And I'm like, okay, I'm trusting you because if, if I don't, I'm going over. And, and so he's bouncing me right off of his hands with between the thrusts and he's playing with that. And I'm like, okay. And it's, you get one of these nervous laughs. So um, being able to just trust the, your instructors, trust instructors who are trustworthy, that, that, that I, th I, th I think we might've had an advantage. It's kind of hard to say because I, after high school, I don't know anything else but the Navy. And that's what I, what I was in for 21 years. So, but I, th I think it may have given us uh, somewhat of an advantage. Also, the guys who have trained paramotor guys, they said that people who do uh, radio control stuff, they said that they typically do well because they can just follow directions too. It's, they say that the people who actually are pilots might be a little bit <laughs> of, a, of a more of a challenge. Yeah, I think they told me some of the hardest uh, students they taught were fighter pilots. Mm -hmm. You know, people that had all these different, you know, advanced training, they come there. You know, I guess it's hard to, hard to break it down. I don't know. Yeah, I was a back ender, so I wasn't a pilot up in, I was an air crewman. I, I did radar and the reconnaissance stuff, but I wasn't uh, at the controls. Yeah, did you get a chance to meet Mike Brown there? Was he, was he oh, there yeah. at the time? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah he, I, I figure you and him probably hit it off pretty well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's quite a character. I'm look. Actually, I'm looking, uh, planning on heading back down towards the end of January. Um, my hope is to do some interim, uh, some internship there as an instructor. So we'll see how that. I'll see you there. Yeah. Hey, you'll be heading back I'll, down. Yeah, I'll be down there the first two weeks of February. I'm, I'm taking an SIV, and then uh, just hanging out at Aviator for a couple of weeks. At Andy's outfit, Andy and Lilia. Okay, yeah, cool. we're signed up February 5 through 7, and uh, me and Brooke Sheffield will just be hanging out for, for longer than that. Okay. That's awesome, man. I didn't know you were going to be interning down there. They, they, Eric is a recruiting machine. I will put it that way. Um, he, he's always got his radar on for, for good help, and uh, there's, there's one or two students in every class, I think, that uh, he tries to recruit down there. <laughs> but the best of the best, right? And then there's me. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> learn somewhere. Hey, Linda, uh, I, poke Shane. <laughs> yeah, I, I want. I wanted to call him out. I think. Uh, I think Shane's had a long day. He's doing a JP impersonation. No, nothing. There's no, nothing wrong with that. I that sounds I, good. I, I do want to. I do want to say something to to Jim and Morgan. 
Um, my son has been listening to this podcast. It's the first time he's listened to it. Listening to Jim and Morgan, he says he's going to put the sticker on his truck and he wants to learn how to paramotor now. Hey, all right, all right. So, so Jim and Morgan, you Good. actually convinced my son to, to go fly paramotors. That's pretty awesome. Good. That's good. Not, not going to trike in a tandem and experience it. Maybe maybe see if you like it or not. That's that's a good way. Well, Dad, <laughs> if you go and watch your son fly, make sure you bring something to you know dry the eyes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's special. My, my dad my dad taught me how to fly in a Quicksilver, and uh, you know I, I have that connection of aviation with my father. You know that's awesome. He he wishes that he could foot launch a paramotor, um, and do that right, right beside me, but. Uh, we got the next best thing. He'll get up there in a Quicksilver, cruise about 35, and I'll be cruising around my paramotor. He'll do slow circles around me. Very um, cool. But That's still so awesome. Your father or son is awesome. That's you get on an ITV Piper 22, you'll be faster than him. Yeah. <laughs> well, well I got I got a new Spider 3 coming with a speed bar. Ooh. Hey, Brian. Uh, my yes. husband taught me how to fly a drone. Does that count? It does count. Yes, it does. Hey, I saw you taxiing. That looked pretty good. Thank she did excellent. Dude. She she did really well down here. Uh, Mark and I went flying, and she stayed there with um, uh, with a friend of mine, and uh, she was just kiting around and learning how to kite. She did really well. I'm very and proud Mark of her. Didn't get a video. No, you got a picture. Thinking that it was a video. No, I, uh, no picture. But he, it didn't happen. He looked at the phone. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing at all. No, when you were working with me and I was feeling so self-conscious and everything, and I said, stop, he actually stopped. Yeah. yeah. What? You know you know the word no. Congratulations. Good for you. You know, you guys were talking about RC pilots. I did RC for about 20 years plus. You know, I started out with glow engine airplanes and trainers, and then I moved into the gas stuff, and then I got the trailer, and I had the big hunters. 103 cc engine i you know i went all out i spent i don't want to think about how much money i poured into that hobby uh then i went into the the helicopters i guess helicopters were the end of it for me i got into doing the 3d helicopter flying and then i i mean i was just tired of being grounded and i thought about getting an ultralight and uh a guy in the in the rc club he's like man have you really thought about getting an ultralight it's like yeah i've really thought about it he goes have you thought about where you're going to keep it? Have you thought about how you're going to carry it where you want to go fly if you're not going to stow it somewhere? He goes, have you ever looked into paramotoring? And I'm like, no, I haven't. He goes, well, I have. And he goes, you ought to look into it. And I started looking into it. And that's when I came across Tucker Got, of course. Mm -hmm. And then I started flying to McDonald's, that. I bet, right? Huh? Flying to McDonald's, right? I don't remember what video I saw to be honest, but I mean, it was, it was one of them and I was just intrigued by it. And then I started looking at it and I'm like, heck, I can get into paramotoring for about the same price as I can get an ultralight and I can break it down, put it in the trunk of my car and go somewhere with it, mm -hmm. you know? So, and plus there's no restrictions really, except for airspace. Right. So our landowners and stuff like that. So, yeah. But as far as the RC aspect of it, you know, us learning to fly away from us and then back toward us and then back toward us, everything is reversed as far as your controls. You know, a lot of people struggle with that. With me having that, that reverse kiting was natural to me. I, I started yeah. reverse kiting. You know, I trained with, I don't know if you guys have heard of him, but uh, Kyle O'Glee. 
and uh, no, I trained guy. him. Must and be somebody new a, in the sport. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of people haven't heard of him. He's kind of a new guy in the sport. Yeah, but um, but yeah, he. Uh, I picked up the kiting like it wasn't anything, dude. It was nothing, but I could not forward launch to save my life. I don't know why forward launches, reverse launches. Everybody's like, man, I can't believe you can reverse launch and you can't forward launch. And I'm like, I just had trouble with it. I did. I had a trouble with it, but you know, it's one of those things. Once it clicks and once you've got all the steps in your head that you've got to do on that forward launch, I mean, it's, it's nothing to it anymore. And the longer you fly and I, and Brian and some of these other guys that's been flying for a while, you know, I've been doing it for two years now. The more I fly, the more I fine tune my flying because now I'm not trying to think of all this crap at one time. Now I'm fine tuning little things, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it, it's, yeah. it's really start. I'm starting to settle into my flying and enjoy it a lot more than I, I have. I can't wait for Jim and Morgan to come back on the show in two years and, and show what yep. they've done and all the different SIV courses and all the different fly-ins and stuff like this. It is 842 right now. You did say that you yep. need to go in 30 minutes. So yep. if you need to go, you're more than welcome to. Thank you very, very much. Thank you, guys. So Morgan, much thanks for coming on the show, man. It was great meeting you down there. Thanks for recording it, Brian. Appreciate it. I really <laughs> enjoyed listening to you guys and how you uh, share your experiences. I can see it in my head, especially when Jim talks. Oh, yeah. And, and, and well, he's grinning ear to ear. He not grinning the whole show. He's just grinning ear to ear. Yeah, I know. I know Perfect right? grin. Perfect. Is, 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 is Jim and Morgan the only father-son a paramotor duel that that's out there i don't know um no. if, if you know of anybody i don't else, think so do me a favor and email me at ppggrandpa at gmail.com let me know what you know uh, send some uh, uh cool ass comments down below about all the different people that you've known in paramotor jim thank you so much for your service we totally appreciate you yeah. thank you for coming on the show morgan you are awesome thank you again uh, I can't wait to meet you guys and go flying someplace and do some wingtip bumps and and uh, and doing some uh, some some like, foot like Yeah, we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna. Have we will. Fun. I want Morgan to, to do a YouTube video on how to land with a rolled ankle. <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks a lot like sliding and your legs coming up and you're just bump 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 face plant. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, once you guys start doing your YouTube channels, let me know and uh, we'll put your YouTube channels and stuff down below. And that way you guys, you know, can, can introduce everyone to your YouTube channel. I put all of your information down below. If you guys don't know uh, Jim or Morgan, please look in the uh, de description down below. And if you're listening to this on paratalk.org, uh, it's in the description. Please check them out. Please subscribe to their page and check out, uh, you know, their Instagram and say hi to them. Let them know that uh, you saw mine. Uh, clear prop tv and um uh, tell them thank you very much for your service because they're awesome guys yes, two more days morgan two more days right yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> hey army right here no navy i i tested asfab for the navy but i i went in the army instead my my navy <laughs> recruiter was very pissed off at me <laughs> well, now, I'm, I'm, there is marine corps You're so right. we got marine that corps. Go. we got marine corps we got army we got Navy and Morgan, you're Navy too, right? Yeah, gonna join the Air Force later. <laughs> yeah, it's not the Air Force. So. Yeah. 
we got lots of people on here. That's really awesome. Thank hey, you, Morgan and, and Jim, I don't know if you do any shopping on Amazon, but if you do, there's a portion of Amazon called yes. smileamazon.com. Smile.amazon.com. Yes. Right, right. So you can use that as charities, and we have actually chosen Resurgence. PPG is our charity. Yeah. So anything that we order off of Amazon, a percentage of that goes to the Resurgence. Okay. Yeah, to the Resurgence, Todd, Todd Scandrett. This summer, something really quick. Uh, yeah. Morgan, I sent you a, a friend request. Okay. Shows, you know. Thank you. Welcome to our family. Thank you. My my phone's been blowing up actually. So yeah. <laughs> no, thank you for your service. Absolutely. Thank you for your support. I get emotional every time I say that. <laughs> <laughs> every time, there it goes right there. Thank you guys so much for this chat. I, I, I love I love the information. I'm going to look at some of the glove stuff because that's really relevant to me right now. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go hang out with the, uh, the in-laws and the family for the, the New Year's coming up here. Thank you guys awesome. so much for having Thank me here. Thank you again, Morgan. We Thanks, appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Morgan. Take care. Take care. Thursday. <laughs> Definitely. Right. Jim, are you staying with us for a little bit? I can. Okay. Um, right now, we are opening up uh, this live uh, podcast to anybody that wants to jump on for the next 15 minutes. Um, so anything that we talk about is still a swear jar. There's still a swear jar out here. So um, we're still, P, you know, PG, G rated. So be careful, right? Your Dan Keys. Yeah, I saw Sean uh, Nasker. He, he said that David Wolf is a father son combo as well. And oh, cool. uh, I, I like I'd like to add to that. Um, you, you said that there's any other father-son combos out there. How about a grandpa-son and grandson combo? Oh. Three think that's out there? Son and grandson. What? A triple threat? Three, three generations. A triple wow. together. Really like cool. A hat trick. <laughs> I like that. I like how Brian says, he doesn't, like we say, I say grandpa, but Brian says, Grandpa. I mean, we have the Grandpa. we have the husband and wife duo, Mark and Elena Honeycutt, right? Yeah. 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 yeah everybody. Well, they're it. fixing to be us as soon as no. this here. Lovely, lovely couple. Amor. <laughs> oh, look who's on! Hey, <laughs> hello, hey, Garcia. Hey, Gar hey Man, they let anybody What's in. Up, bro? Hey, Jim. Well, in the house. I will. I would like to see that girl oh. fly one day. And she's gonna be doing some acro. She's a little crazy. Only four and, years old. But she oh yeah. And remember, okay. and, Hell yeah. And remember, we're still on the air live, so yeah, you know. Don't worry about it, brother. Keep it PG. Keep it PG. Watch this one. Watch this one. Look who's waking up for the after show. Oh. Hey, Mark. Linda. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mark, more love. I wanna eat some pie. One of these days. I catch you at the compound when you're coming back. You need to bring some pies. We're gonna sell pies. Pies in the compound. Yeah, pies. selling pies compound. in the compound. I'm giving. Hey, I got a hey, I got a paramotor frame for your daughter already. It's sitting really? right over here. Yeah, it's sitting right over here. It's perfect size for Don't her. Don't kill him, brother. I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh my god. Watch <laughs> this. I'm gonna take it off the. Uh, where's this? Thing? Oh no. You take some kidding. Nah, you're kidding about it, Mark. Boom. Uh, Watch this. 
That would be when she would be for the team, bro. Oh, it's, yeah. really, it's really cool. I mean, uh, Mark, uh, Mark and Amy, they live not but a couple hours away from me down in Texarkana. So oh, wow. um, it's be good. Um, the school that I'm starting, he's going to help us uh, with, with the frames and stuff for the new students too. Cool. Oh. I have a friend of mine that he fly with me oh, down here, here in Miami. Go. Uh, yeah. he, got, he got a friend from Mark. Uh, he's a lovely friend. I saw it. The pictures and everything. Oh yeah. Garcia, do you yeah. see it? Yeah. <laughs> That's a rebel two or a rebel? Rebel, rebel one. Ah. Rebel one. Rebel one. Oh, rebel one. Need to write down one. I, I thought that was an interesting design between that and the defiance with having the tank as the body. I really like the idea of that. I don't know what it's like yet, but it, to me, it seems oh. appealing that whatever is not fuel is buoyant part of the aircraft. And it's high up above my shoulders, so it's actually looking to keep my my head above. So, eventually, I plan on jumping in a pool with my paramotor. I, I got one that's similar. Yeah, what? We're leaving. Well, okay. I'll tell you. I'll tell you, Jim. The oh man, they, I they, have flown Fresh Breeze. I have flown Scout. I have flown Power to Fly. Uh, there's another brand that I'm not caring to mention that I flew. Uh, um, and this one here is a little different. You know, the gas not being at the bottom or at the top like a fresh breeze, it's in the center. So now your center of gravity is different. Your pivot is different. So mm -hmm. you got more weight shift authority. Uh, the swing arms are wider. So you got more weight shift authority as, there, as well there. Uh, it, it's a great paramotor, man. I'm, I'm happy. It's very simple. It's got a backbone frame. Everything plugs into that. The gas tank attaches to that. Uh, and then you got triple dampering. You've got... Uh, the way the plates are, they're separated. It's not one solid plate that your motor mounts to. Mm -hmm. So you've got dampering on the plates, the motor mount plates, and then you've got a gas tank and a harness between you and all that. So you don't feel cool. a lot of vibration. It, it's it's a great paramotor, man. I'm very happy with it. Good, good, good. I'm a, and I'm a salesman. Oh. He's a salesman. <laughs> How long you been flying? Two years. Two years, okay. Two years. And, and where at are you in the States? We are in Texarkana, Texas. We're right on the border of Texarkana and Arkansas. Okay. So, you know, I fly a lot of, I, we go down to Galveston and fly a lot down there with Houston PPG. Uh, we fly a lot, you know, we went and flown with Sean. That was a great flight with Sean this weekend, I have to admit. <laughs> Such a really good time. I mean, it, it was really awesome. But he wanted to land out and, uh, you know, he wanted to, to see the oh, sights oh. down below while I was flying around. Do you want to talk about that a little bit or do you want me to share some? Uh, well, what happened is I had my, I, you know, in the cold weather, I, I have all this heated gear. I had socks, I've got pants, I've got the vest and I've got the gloves. I have found that the only thing I really need is the vest and the gloves. If I can keep with, the wind off with my power chest. Line. <laughs> and, and, and my hands warm, I'm usually okay. I can fly it. I'm good. But I forgot to turn it all on and we're flying and we're going over the Arkansas river and I am freezing my hand. I can't feel my hands. I tried to turn my vest on and I wear a jacket over my vest and I had unzipped that and I couldn't get it zipped back up. So all the cold air was going in inside my jacket. Mm -hmm. So I see a vacant field. And I said, you know what? I'm going to land. I'm going to turn all this stuff on and get back in the air. No problem, right? Well, um, the, the field had been 
freshly cut and it had like a bunch of stalks and stuff sticking out. So every time I would go to launch, those stalks were grabbing my lines. It was like a nightmare trying to get out of that freaking field. And finally, and I, I was just, flying all around him, this. looking down, wondering what's going on. I didn't realize <laughs> that there's so many stocks down there. And I'm like, what? how are you not doing a forward launch? Is it that difficult? I see him yeah. try to go this way. And I see him try to go this way. Um, I guess the wind was switchy, too. And you got yeah, stocks wind, trying to yeah. grab onto your lines. Yep, yep. I mean, I was fighting crevasses. I mean, it was it was it it took me five launches to get off the ground. But honestly i finally i just looked at this guy and i'm like god i don't have a choice i have to get off the ground please let me get off the ground <laughs> and you know i just I, I got patient i slowed down a minute and i cleared every single line on the on the on the glider i laid it down softly i rehooked in and i pulled up and i took off i mean so it, it was a little bit of being impatient uh, a little bit of not having anything to judge which way the wind was blowing, which there wasn't much wind at all. I think mm -hmm. Sean can attest to that. There wasn't much at all. No, and, no. Uh, the whole day was, well, this was your first midday flight too, right? Yes. That was my first midday flight. And as I told him, my first time ever landing in somebody's random field. <laughs> and so so it was kind of an XC, right? I mean, you took off one place, landed, in a yeah, different place yeah, and came back. Yeah. So, I mean, there you got an XC, you got a first midday flight. I mean, kind of adventurous. No, it, was a, it was a great flight. I've, you know, Sean, I've got some video. I've got to get it to you. My GoPro did get some of it. Um, you know, I loved flying over that park train. Uh, I didn't care for the bumpy, the bumpiness. We was discotheking over that train for a little while, but, uh, and there's the so much heat coming off of that, yeah. that train. Yeah. It, it was train. The train was creating its own thermals. Yeah. It was fun, man. It was, a, it was a, I didn't like the ridge lift that we were getting over that ridge that we were, we were flying over. I kind of chickened out. He was going out over, over this big giant patch of trees. And I'm like, man, there's nowhere to land if I'm going over them trees. So I just went, I stayed left on the ridge and took my own route back to the airport. <laughs> But no, it was, it was fun, man. Bale, it, I did a hay bale slalom and saw a bunch of deer, and I thought of Brian. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. So hey, uh, Mark, how many flats are you up to now, Mark? You say you've been flying for two years. You, you, do you keep a log? Do you have any idea? I do not keep a log. I should have. Um, man, you know, before we started Paraswag USA, I was flying almost every day. I'll be honest with you. I was like Sean. I was flying almost every day. And yeah. since we started the business, you know, it's kind of took up a lot of time and brain power and energy. And, you know, I don't fly as much as I do. But what I have found since we've done it, and I'll answer your question in a minute, uh, is I get to travel more now because I'm going and meeting more people and people are inviting us to come to fly with them. So I'm getting to fly in more areas. I'm just not getting to fly as much. But if I had to put a number on it, I've probably got at least 150 200 hours he might have more because i remember at the point in the beginning i would look at him and say you're going again and that's, yeah, that's, so I mean, that's it was, before i started if it was good weather i was so you have almost what i had in my first six months that's pretty cool i know i know cool. i know but that's okay that's okay that's okay you know yeah you you and brooks y'all are in a whole other category man you know me me i'm it's, i'm right at 40 hours and 95 flights in a year um on my motor so i know morgan he was killing it you know and and uh, training too i think 
I think the last I saw, he had like 62 flights, which was way above average for uh, you know the class, normal classes. I think I think one guy set the record as average. I have probably put most of my flights in in the last year because last year we went to Galveston in July and I had 10 flights under my belt. So most of that flying has been done in a year. Yeah, before we left Galveston that uh, 4th of July weekend, he had about at least 10 to, more, yeah. 10 to 15 more before we left. Yeah, when we went to Galveston, I got on the beach. I couldn't stay out of the air. It, it's, you know, it's flying all day long. So I put 10 flights under my belt in that weekend. And After going to my first SIV course, that's when it just went boom. It just skyrocketed. Mm -hmm. When I get in the air, um, because I felt so comfortable. When I get to solo, he's going to be flying a lot more because ever since I did my first tandem last year, all I've done is bug him about when am I going to get my stuff? When am I going to cut? When am I going to do this? <laughs> I mean, I've begged him for a year straight, and I finally. Got I'm with I'm with you, Sean. The, the SIV, I think it's going to change everything for me. Um, yes, I'm going to have a new wing. I'll have a year of flights under my belt, and the confidence that I'm. I'm sure that that class is going to build if you can get past the the uh, the fear factor of getting snatched up to four thousand feet and then pulling lines like you've never done before. Um, I, I think that after that, you know, normally when I'm at home, I go release a balloon and I look at the windsocks and like, yeah, it may be flyable, but I know that it's almost always flyable, um, depending on my bump tolerance. You know. So what so. is that like getting towed at four to five thousand feet? I, I don't know. That's, that's I've been pulled it's up a very, to, to me, it was very smooth all the way up. Um, it didn't take but six, seven minutes, and you went from you know ground all the way up to four thousand feet. Um, then you pin off, and that's the, the crazy part is, is when the boat makes a big turn. Okay, it goes straight, and then it makes a big turn. And it comes back around to where it started. So I mean, you're you're trying to stay behind the boat mm. as it's turning. Mm. So as it's turning, your wing is way off to the left, you're pulling way off to the right, and that's the weirdest part is seeing your wing way over there, mm. and you're and you're and you're going, you're trying to turn this way to go straight. Oh that's God. the weirdest part. Can you not the get locked weirdest... out like that? Isn't that what? Can you? Get, isn't that what they call lockout when you get locked out? No, no, we're we're still behind the boat. But just because there's four thousand feet of line, it's an S turn. So uh, you see the, you see the, you see the boat, and the wind blows it up this way, right, and then right. it comes back to you this way. So you're looking down, and you see this big S right there, and um, and you're still behind the boat, but still trying to go around these big, huge turns on the boat. Your wing is way off to one side, and you're way off to the other. You can see it on my SIV. Uh, videos it, that, that was the worst unnerving but that was uh, SIV one SIV two SIV three that I did it I didn't even notice it because I've been so I've been flying so much that you know it was no big deal but that first time it was noticeable second third time eh, it was just part of you know being towed up so you were scared right the first time the no no I was, I was never scared I was never oh, scared terrified. Yes, never scared, never terrified, because after that first time up there and you pull your A's and you collapse and you're doing nothing but holding it down as hard as you can, as soon as you can't hold it down no more, you're like, and you let it go, poof, it opens up. Yeah. You know, you try to pull uh, an asymmetric. So you're pulling that over here and it collapses this wing and you're like, 
I'm still flying forward, but I'm just turning a little bit. So you weight shift like this, half your wing is down and you weight shift the opposite way and you're flying straight. You're like, what? That, that's pretty cool. <laughs> what, what, what wings did you, you know, use? Then, uh, specifically your first one. I, I, wing I, had the, I had the Roadster 3. The Roadster 3 was my first wing. It was a 28 meter. My second wing that I used up there was a Vantage 3 28 meter. Now, Shane can tell you, there's a little bit of a difference on the uh, Roadster 3 to the Gin Vantage 3 because when I went to do a horseshoe, which is putting the A's together like this and then slowly going up to make a horseshoe, as soon as I put my A's together, it collapsed violently. Oh my! And God. I went straight down. That would now that my friend. That was terrifying. Terrifying thing <laughs> because when I was going down, I was getting a riser twist. Oh my. However, I already pulled a reserve on my first SIV, so I knew riser twist, no problem. All I have to do is do this, and I'm floating down safely. So <laughs> it was terrifying because that was the only time in my entire history of flying paramotors did I lose my stomach. So did you? Uh, did you had you had to throw your laundry? No, 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 not that one because I was uh, I was able to undo the riser twist. Oh, you was able to undo it. Okay. Okay. My first but, but SIV you did on the first one, right? On my first SIV that I did, yes, we were able to throw the 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 thing. And it's pretty that, much, you know, you're you're flying, put your your uh your your uh, brakes together and throw it. So you throw it and then you're like this and then you pull it in and so it really wasn't like you're stalling your and you're falling, SIV, right? What's that? that? That's one of your ultimate goals and um Basically, things to check off your list on your first SIV is actually throw the laundry, right? I, I mean, throw it. yeah, every, everything you do it leads is... up to you're gonna throw the laundry before you go home, right? Absolutely, absolutely. One of the guys that I was first that I was there with, um, they were coming in too low because they're out too far, so they were going to hit the water anyway. So um, Andy said, "Just go ahead and hit your re throw your reserve." So he threw his reserve and landed in the water. They picked him up within seconds. Um, I did a countdown on my video when I pulled the reserve and how long it took to open up and how long it took for me to hit the ground. And that was a pretty interesting video that I did too. Um, looking back, because when, you, when you're when you there in your seat and you're doing it, it, it's totally different than looking back on your on your camera. But I loved it. And I will definitely do some more SIVs this next year coming up. So Brian, when you guys did your training at Aviator, did y'all fly with reserves when you were training? No. No, they they wouldn't let us. They said they said we, we didn't know enough to uh, know when to you needed to throw it. Basically, they keep you inside that safety bubble. Mm -hmm. um, you know, once you start flying your own gear at the end of training, um, if you bought your gear through them, you could fly your own unit. They help you set it up. At that point, I was flying with my own re with a reserve, but but initially on the student units, they don't let you because uh, nine times out of ten. If a student's freaking out, think they need to throw the reserve or something, they don't, and it just gets them in more trouble than, than they, you know, they would have been in in the first place. Uh -huh. So they, they keep you inside that safety bubble, weather and equipment-wise. And, uh, yeah, we, we didn't fly with reserves. You know, I didn't fly the whole year, first year of my flying without a reserve, and I was very conservative. I didn't, you know, I didn't do a whole lot. I just flew around and looked at stuff, you know. But as soon as I put a reserve on my paramotor, I'm like trying to put my tip down the horizons and do little baby wing overs. And, you know, it's like I got some confidence, you know. Yeah, he made me super nervous. I kept telling him, you need reserve, you need reserve, you need reserve. 
was nervous every time he went up the first year. The only, the only yeah. time I throw in a reserve is when I go do something midday. Well, you can be like Kyle Mooney, go up there and do the infinite tumble, fly with three reserves. You know, that guy. Did, Jim, did you get to see him perform? Um, was he was he there at Aviator at all? Um, flying? He was. He was not at Aviator while we were doing our training. He was, I think he was one of the um, pilots at the Flight Fest that when I was there, but I didn't know who, who was who or anything there. I had no idea who Tucker Gott was. We did a, a post-Flight Fest a live stream and they're all talking, oh, Tucker Gott's going to be on the show next week. I'm like, who's this Tucker guy that we keep talking about? <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> So, but ever since, I mean, uh, um, Kyle just put out a video, I think it was about a week ago about uh, something of safe flight kind of progression. And I thought that was really cool. So yeah, I, I, I am aware of him and, and I really respect his, uh, his knowledge and, and abilities and I'm glad he's sharing it out on the, on YouTube. Jim, Jim we'll have yeah, we'll yeah. a shirt that just Jim can wear. Who's Tucker got? Yeah, definitely. And not knowing Tucker God is like not knowing Brian Every Every time I see somebody do something awesome with a paramotor, foot dragging or something like that, I'm like, Tucker who? Tucker who, yeah. Well, that said, Jacqueline's boyfriend, I think he sells shirts or something. Yeah. Like, who is this guy? He's a risky coffee or something. Yeah. It's, it's funny watching all the other people because it seems like just about anybody that flies paramotors like me, myself has a YouTube channel. And it's, it's funny watching all the other paramotor pilots try to imitate him, you know, uh, yeah. flying, flying yeah. to get fast food or doing the different things he does. Yeah. Um, you know, well, he, I'm going to tell you who I've seen a, do the best Tucker got impersonation. He, 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 gorilla. Oh, yeah. Is that yeah. right? On the Christmas show. With yeah. David Wolf, PPG yeah. really did it the best. Yeah. It was freaking awesome. Christmas. Yeah, he nailed it. He nailed it. Can I uh, digress and ask a question real quick for you guys? Um, I just kind of have it in the back of my head listening to everybody talking about the different, you know, altitudes and how high they flew and SIV and all that. So, which one of you just progressed very quickly and not – worried about how high you're going that because mark's challenge in the beginning was always i'm gonna go higher i'm gonna go 2000 feet i'm gonna go 2500 feet so anyone baby step it or did we you all, all just took step. off and not worry about it? our baby step when 5, i went a thousand feet, feet a bit over 5,000 do what i said i baby stepped a paramotor up to a little over 5,000 to say that i'm you know mile high club but honestly, you know, I mean, originally I was like, I'm going to make it up to 18,000. Now it's like, you know, once you get up to 5,000 feet and, and it, there, there's I'll nothing to see, it. it's kind of boring. And yeah. I really like the low, slow thing. I, I love foot dragging. I love being low. Um, I suppose if I wanted to go 18,000 feet, I'd get a Cessna or something. Um, it's something you the only thing of. that I want to accomplish out of altitude is I want to get a cloud-based flight. I haven't gotten one of those yet. And I want to get above the clouds at least once you, you you'll get there i mean i've been a couple a couple of times above the clouds and it's really nice you want to take them on yeah, that sure. too 
got to make sure that you got a plenty of out. I mean, you can't just be above the clouds and have this little tiny hole down below. Now that, that that's awful. Um, I would never want to be stuck above the clouds at, at all. Um, <laughs> but the times that I was above the clouds, I had lots of, you know, it's like the clouds are in front of me and I can see above them, but behind me, there's nothing. So that was not scary. Uh, I would not want to do some of these things where they go above the clouds and there's just this little hole that you can see the ground in. That, was, that would be scarier than anything I've ever done, including SIV and try to. You know, so, Brian, do you baby step it too? Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid of heights. I mean, just flat out, I'm afraid of heights. If I get up to the edge of a balcony that's 10 stories high, I don't trust my legs anymore. Yeah. But uh, fly, flying a paramotors, I mean, they just the height doesn't bother me until I get over about 500 feet. And then the higher I go, the scarier it gets for me. Um, oh, really? I don't know what it is. You know, I know I know that's just, you know, totally back. You know, altitude is your friend when you're flying. And uh, it gives you all kind of more time to react to, to incidences. But, yeah, the, the higher I go, the scarier it gets uh, personally for me. So you stay below 1,000 feet? You don't yeah, I, I rarely get over 500 feet. I, I'm like, I like it low and slow too. You know, it's, that's where it's at. Me just going from one field to the next, flying low, you climb out, get over a power line or a tree line. Um, but you always got to have somewhere to land. You know, that's, that's the, the most important thing. I know, doing, I know doing cross countries, um, when I go from one place to another, 2,500 feet is a great cruising altitude. It's See, that's usually where I play around at is about 2,500. That's where I, you know, what anything over 2,500, I mean, it's all about the same, isn't it? You know what I mean? And it See, gets so, colder too. Yeah. You well, know, you know, I've had it both ways. Down below, you can, I've you had can it be both 100 ways. degrees. I've had it where I'm flying low, like uh, under 1,000 feet below, and it'd be really chilly. And then you hit 1,000 feet plus, and it's like somebody turned the heater on. I had that one time I went above the clouds. I mean, it was freezing down below, but above the clouds, and it was like, warm. Like, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? That's a weird one time feeling. in all my flights. Yeah. How, how, how many of y'all have been rained on? Never. I, I don't go I out have in the been rain. rained on. That's a freaky feeling. That's a nope. that's a feeling. I'm on an XC with a guy, and it it starts raining on me. I can hear it hitting my helmet. That's what how I know it was raining. Oh, okay. I hear it in the helmet. And yeah, that, you need I started to get your butt on the ground, out. man. I'm, like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, well, Mark, you've got to make a decision. You're either going to go for it or you're going to turn back and go back. And I'm looking at my buddy and I'm like, he's down there doing ringovers and all this crap. And I'm like, well, maybe if I get lower, maybe the rain will dissipate and it won't get to me. <laughs> but all I could think about is my freaking wing getting saturated and falling out of the sky. That's all I could think about. But, I mean, we got out of it. It was just a light sprinkle. It wasn't that bad. And, you know, I talked to Kyle about it later on. But, man, he says what he's always says. He says, just fly it. Just fly it. He goes, if that, if that little bit of the sprinkle, he says, it'll dry out on its own. He goes, you're not, you, you don't have anything to worry about. It's but when it starts it, to really rain and fill up your wing that you have to really worry about, I suppose. Well, dude, it, it, when I heard it hitting my helmet over the motor, that's what freaked me out. Okay. I that's have to say, Mark, I think you already made a bad decision when you got into the rain. Yeah, um, well, it wasn't raining. It wasn't raining when we were flying. It was like we got under a cloud where we did this XC down close to the river, uh, to the Red River, and I, all of a sudden I heard it hitting my helmet, and I'm like, wow. okay, now what? <laughs> you know? 
but no, it was, we were good. We were good. That's Jim, how, how, what's the highest you went during training? Yeah, I was just going to ask him. I was just going to ask him. I was, I, we were talking about altitude. I was curious. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I don't know that I have any kind of good uh, depth perception when it comes to altitude and stuff like that. There's so many times when I'm thinking, you know, maybe I'm at Firefighter. No, you're more like 200. So, you know, <laughs> I, I don't think I ever broke a thousand feet. Um, gotcha. I don't know. Maybe, you know, probably the highest I did go was when we did the cross country over for the wedding. So I don't know what everybody was cruising at. I was probably at the highest of, of any of them because I'm thinking all my outs, I want to make sure I've got plenty of glide path to get to them. You know, I'm, I'm applying all this stuff that they're saying because I'm thinking, you know, I want, I want to do things the right. And I'm, I would like to live a nice long life as an older grandpa with my grandkids. So uh, don't want to risk what I don't need to risk. Um, I don't know. And as far as Morgan, he, he said he's gone up and down and everything. He said when he went up, it was colder. All the time the, at the highest I've been, it didn't seem like it was that much greater. Um, I did like flying close to the clouds. I think that adds a, 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 um, something to it, a factor that that's enjoyable. But I, I don't think altitude for altitude's sake is, I don't know. We'll see. Once I get up in the air, maybe it'll be different. But I'm not interested in being cold. That's for sure. I I just looked at my Skyfly high, and um, we the highest I got was two thousand feet on our on our uh, flight that we did, George, uh, uh, Mark, George, and and I was above you. Yes, I was way above you. Yes, you were on the way back, <laughs> but my fastest ground speed was seventy miles an hour. Ooh, my my, my maximum lift was eight feet a second, but my maximum sink coming out of those thermals i could feel uh -huh. it uh -huh. 12 feet a second think about it i'm six feet tall double me right and that's that double much thing per second. Yeah. second yeah yeah i felt it trust me i yeah. felt it. that's why i wasn't going after where you were because every oh, time i started I, I, getting I, over I, close I, to I you love it. It was fun. i didn't like that crap dude it was like I, I didn't like it i was like man i'm staying on this ridge over here where i feel safe <laughs> Plus, when you go up, you're a little speck, and you're flying where bigger guys fly much bigger, much faster, and they're not yep. expecting. And, that to and, me is, is something that's in the back of my head too. It's like you know what? I don't want to be a speck on someone's windshield. I yeah. watched. So we, yeah. I watched Mark fly over an airplane. Actually, I think it was two airplanes. It was between them. It was one above me and one. That's below right. Me. Yeah, yeah. You had so he had an airplane above him. He's flying. And there's an airplane below him. Yeah, like, I didn't see the one below me. I seen the one above me though. I got I a video. The one below me. I you know, we have military video. helicopters fly over my house every day, and they're always about fifteen hundred to two thousand feet. So they're not real high. Definitely uh -huh. in the realm of the altitude you can get to in a paramotor. Yeah. And I don't want to get anywhere near uh, a Huey. I, I've flown around uh, mm -mm. on purpose. Or, yeah. I'm sorry, a Chinook. <laughs> I wouldn't want to get close to any helicopter. Can you imagine yeah. the wash off of that? I mean, um, now there, I suppose some, there are some helicopters that flew by us when Tommy and I were flying, and we were scared to death. We were trying to do everything to get away from them, but we never <laughs> felt any wash or anything. Really? And they were not that far away from us. So I do see an interest in going high if I want to practice some maneuvers to so where that I have some, you know, two or three mistakes high, I've got time to react That's to right. correct any malfunctions, yeah. anything like that. So right off the bat, I can, I can see an incentive to go, go higher for that. I got um, steerable reserve. If your fastest ground speed was 70 something miles an hour, I would, 
I, I forgot to turn my mine uh, fly sky high on. I was very curious what mine was on the F one. We we covered fifty miles um, on our cross country that day. It in, could have been more if somebody wouldn't have landed in the field. Yes. And ate up about 30, 45 minutes. And and you miss and you, well while we were actually going to go over to Petty Jane, there's a huge lookout and um and uh it, it was it's really spectacular to see. And um but he wanted to look at the the corn cobs and <laughs> I respect that. I think you need to do a show low flyers versus high flyers. Yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of guys that like flying low, that's what they like doing. They like flying low. I mean, I like flying low, too, but I like flying high, too. You know what I mean? I like all of it, to be honest. Yeah, it just depends on what you do, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But being in close proximity and being able to control that and being close to the ground, having that rush, I think that's where the appeal, most of the appeal is going to be. Yeah. Just like, just like I said, you know, I put in, at, of my 350 hours of flight time, 100 of those was over at a sod farm practice <laughs> foot dragging. I practice foot yeah. dragging. And let me tell you, I feel pretty confident that I'm a good foot dragger now. Yeah, foot, I'll tell you what, the first time you foot drag, it's a freaking rush, isn't it? Have you tried it Once over? You get it. Once you get it. I think I got the very first one, but it was coming down and I foot dragged and I came back up right away. I'm like, that was my first one. Woo. <laughs> Now I do infinity where I do the figure eight, you know, oh, go okay. around and I continue to do an endless foot drag. And I would do that for, you know, until my boots wore out. So, yeah, I mean, I, I love it. And I still have not done a water foot drag because I don't no water feel, scares me. I don't feel like I am. I have enough hours under my belt to do a water uh, foot drag yet uh -huh. this year coming up this summer. I will do a water foot drag and I will not go down and have one of those videos where I fell in the water because I did a foot drag without enough uh, uh, practice. Okay, I think it's all risk versus reward, dragging. man. I mean, to me, I don't get a whole lot of reward for the amount of risk you do foot yeah. dragging over water. Um, I don't think it's worth it, Brian. I just you know, envision broken ankles. I've seen three people wipe out. Vision drowning water. No, yeah, that too. <laughs> well, it was shallow yeah. near the shoreline, you know. But, but still, beach. it's not worth it. I yeah. just keep pe pe People would fly without flotation. They say, "Well, I'm not going to need it because I never fly over water." Well, when you fly over that little pond, your engine goes out. You know, it, there's it's, it's risk versus reward. I mean, you need that little dust, that dust devil that uh, collapses your wing and you fall straight into a pond that's uh, a little bit deeper than you can stand up, and your paramotor holds you down. So. You if you don't have flotation, they have flotation built into them, the air in the tank, which floats yes. you upside down every time. <laughs> oh, my does. God. For 10, for 10 minutes, I've been trying to say something. My stupid microphone oh. was muted. Oh, he's awake. We thought you were still sleeping, Shane. Sorry. <laughs> Man, I, I have had a very emotional day today, and I apologize have. severely. I, I hate it for you. I'm oh. sorry. Man. So, anyways... I've only had three beers the entire night, and that's probably my problem. Need <laughs> ten more. Yeah, you need three more. Oh man, I need, I need, I need. After today, I need so many more. I just okay. So my 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 statement for Brian is: so before my SIV course that I went to, I hadn't been over thirty eight hundred feet in my paramotor. 
and I was scared to death at 3,800 feet. And on your paramotor, on your paramotor. On a paramotor. I get behind a boat and get dragged up to 4,000. And this last SIV that I did was 4,800. Um, I would suggest to anyone going to an SIV course is to set your, your throttle to 85% and just start climbing until you run out of fuel. And then, and then as you're, as you're free flying back down, just start doing little, don't do anything major, just kind of get used to the height, get used to being up there. Once you figure out that altitude is really, truly your friend, it's, it's very comforting. Um, the second SIV that I did, I was, I was truly um, more comfortable than I was the very first time. The very first time I was petrified only of the heights, not doing and anything. You had an airplane fly underneath you too. Yeah. I mean, none of that bothered me until I got up to as high as I did. I was like, I am not comfortable with this at all. And the second time I got up there and I was just like, oh, so I just got pulled through clouds. No problem. Keep going. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it becomes a absolute normal feeling mm -hmm. when 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 you get used to it. So I would suggest before your SIV to practice going up as high as you are comfortable with and pushing yourself to to a little bit a little bit more uh, of a height. Just um, don't go through clouds to get up there. Because, good Lord, you're going to get pulled up to at least a minimum of 4,000 feet. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've, been, I've been thinking about that a lot. And some of my last flights, um, not my very last flight, I actually couldn't climb at all. It's amazing I got in the air at all. Hmm. Um, that's going to be a whole new video coming out. But, um, yeah, I've gone up to – my dad was at 2,500 feet in Quicksilver because I don't have an altimeter. And he said – you know, he was looking up at me. So I was above 3,000. Um, I was higher than I'd ever been before in a paramotor and I felt halfway comfortable, but I looked over at my risers. I'm like, do I feel comfortable tugging on these right here? I mean, I was, I was outside my comfort zone. I was like making very small corrections. Like, okay, just, just fly. Now, next time when you're up there, just grab your A's and pull them down as hard as you can. Yeah. That's what the SME yeah, is Ron, the I couldn't see myself fly. doing it. I, I guess I, right now, I think I might get up there. I'm like, okay, I just, just want to get back down. Hey, hey Brian, I've had that same feeling, man. You get to that certain a few thousand feet and you look, and I've had that feeling where I'm like, man, what if something happens? It's like, I'm here now. I'm here. What am I going to do? I'm already up here. So you might as well enjoy it. It's just the same as being at 500 feet. There's no difference. I mean, there's yeah. nothing's going to. You're not going to survive going. either one. If something goes one wrong, thing gonna, it, one thing that's going to be different though is if you're at an SIV, you're going to have someone in your ear, someone that yeah. you signed on yes. saying, "I yes. trust this person as I go that's outside right. my comfort that's zone." Right. That's right. So when I pull a, a full frontal, they're going to talk me out of it. If I do something wrong and they're saying throw the laundry, I'm okay. I'll do that, and it and it's going to be okay, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You yeah. Got you the boat. You're saying I'm going to trust them with my uncomfort zone. Yes, right? Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Sure it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. You know when I got towed up the first time. When I, when I got towed up the first time, uh, Kyle Kyle pulled us up on a tow machine. Oh my god! And uh, I probably went up to about 
seven, eight hundred feet on the first one and yeah, a little over a thousand on the second one. Yeah. But you know, everybody's like, man, you look so nervous when you, I wasn't nervous. I was listening to him on that radio. That's all I, I was hyper-focused on what he was telling me on that radio because I knew this man has my life in his hands yeah. because I've got to, I don't know anything else to do. I know how to kite this wing, but I've never been in the air on it. I don't know how it's going to react. So I wasn't nervous at all. I was listening to him on the radio and I think that'd be the same way at SIV. You know, I think until I get that feeling, Sean, of that free fall or something like that, I think I'll be okay. But until, until that happens, I don't know, man. Tell him the first time yeah. you got towed you in the line. Oh, you know, Kyle tells you <laughs> when he pulls you up, you know, he says, when you when you get in the air, he says, I want you to keep the wing square with the line. He goes, just stare at the line, keep it in front of you, and, and, and do that. And then he tells you to go ahead and look up at your wing and, and square it up with the line. I never looked up at my wing. That freaked me out looking up at my wing. I don't know why, but that was the biggest freak out. Even after I started flying paramotor, just looking up, like that freaked me out, dude. I don't know why, but it did. Yeah. In the video, you can hear uh, Kyle talking to Mark saying, look up, look up. And, and, and the, uh, yeah, in my GoPro, yeah, you see me, I'm looking straight, straight ahead. I'm All you see is the rope. You don't see him looking up or anything. He's like, eh. I don't remember even looking forward after start after pinning off Shane. I mean, don't, I mean, that's pretty much all we do is look up at the wing the entire time. Actually, I, uh, I I got dunked in the water just shortly after uh, takeoff, and I never saw the water coming until after I hit the water because I was constantly looking at the wing. As soon as your feet leave the, the as soon as my feet hit, took off from from shore, I was looking at my wing constantly and and, and the back of the boat, I should say. But uh, yeah, I ended up getting dunked in the water because I when I correct finally got my wing corrected. Um, my teacher didn't think that I was going to save it. So he had stopped the boat and I'm, I'm kiting the wing and not, you know, apparently as I'm falling to the water and just as I looked down, my feet are in the water. I was like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you learn from, from the very first time at, at SIV to the second time that I went, even Andrew's like the entire time he's like Shane stop looking at the ground look at your wing your wing tells you everything and and crossing your feet and keeping them underneath yeah. you really helps a lot too the um that that telling you to look at your wing did not compute until the second SIV and I literally had no issues correcting my wing because I could see it the entire time and I was on top of it before I was too busy going, where's the ground? Where's the that ground is 4,000 feet below me. <laughs> I'm not getting there anytime soon. Yeah. Your wing is here now. Yeah. So you got to practice that too. You got to, I, I do it right now as, as I'm flying. Um, anytime I fly, I, I'm always looking at my wing and I glance at the ground. But and as you're it, taking off, don't look up as you're taking off while your feet are still on the ground. That could that could cause some dizziness. Always look to the left and to the right. But once your feet yeah. leave the ground, look up all you want to. It's no big deal. Yeah, yeah good point. That's, that's exactly what hey, I teach us in training. How many of you guys have had it's, a riser twist? If I may. Why, after you get in the air. Hey, hey, Jim's trying to clip. 
I'll chime oh. in for a second. Yes, sir, Jim. Yeah, it's just getting late over here. Um, the yeah. family's uh, turning into bed and everything. And I just wanted to thank you all for uh, hosting uh, us, having us as guests, me and Morgan. I, I'm sure he enjoyed it. If you could see my smile once he was on there, I, I was enjoying it the whole time. It's uh, nice seeing y'all. Uh, good seeing you again, Brian. And, and thank you, uh, Brian and Sean, for having us on the show. Good seeing all y'all, Walter, Linda. And nice meeting you. Uh, yeah. Mark, is it? Yes, sir. Mark, thank you. Mark and... Amy. Amy. Mark and Amy. Nice meeting you both. I, I'll, I'll have to look into that pair of chick pies and see, okay. see what you got going there. I, I like to eat me some pie. So we'll see. Um, Y'all have a good night. Good night, Shane. Good night, sir. Sorry. <laughs> hey, Amy's pie. Oh, Thanks for coming on. John <sighs> had plenty of Amy's pie this weekend. It was great. Yeah, it yeah, was we're we're going to have a pie joke pie tonight. Shane, I'm pretty sure. Is the tip jar still out? <laughs> Thank I'm a, I'm awake now. I'm wide awake now. Jamie <laughs> got, got a second win now. Hey, we'll get you out of your funk, Shane. Oh, oh Amy, listen. Now, I, hey, Amy's pie gets everybody out of their funk. Let me let me tell you. First of all, I'm super embarrassed. Um, <laughs> you, Shane, embarrassed? Uh, who, who is this imposter on our podcast? Yeah, my wife. My literally, my wife walks in and goes, "Are you sleeping?" I was like. Oh my god! I think I was like seriously. <laughs> you were snoring. You were snoring. We heard you snoring. Oh, you were out. You were sawing logs, buddy. Oh my god, dude! Today, today was just been a a, a freaking emotional roller coaster, and apparently, I I I am. I did get my second win, just so you know. <clears throat> uh, but Jesus, I'm 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 truly embarrassed. I really am. I'm, I, I, I do apologize. Um, Oh, it was so adorable seeing Shane yeah, wow. and yeah, yeah, yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> Your mouth uh, got open. It was just so you're drooling. Yeah. The drool, the drool, it was the best. I told why didn't we take our screenshot then? I know, right? exactly. Oh, hey, you know, Best I opportunity. Get a screenshot from that, from that, because we had it on there. Oh so yeah, can you can back it up. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Right. I'm okay with that. I'm I was okay. just, <laughs> I was just like proud how professional we just kept rolling on and everything. Yeah. Actually, actually, Shane, Amy, uh, Linda on our screen yeah. was sitting right next to you with her video and Amy was like, Linda, can you reach over and poke Shane and wake him up? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I like mess. Yeah, I should. I messaged It'll him. be like Hollywood Squares, yeah, right? There you go. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no. Mark, Mark, what we what we've learned tonight is maybe she'll let Amy talk more. That'll keep me up, and then you talk less. Oh, that'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> if you sell paramotor equipment and pies, I don't care. Uh, hey, but I, uh, Shane, then, email me yes. your information, and I'll send you something. I got which I gotta, time? I've sent you seventeen times. I've got not nothing. Me. Not me. You have not sent me. And I That's tell you, I'm like, Shane, no. I don't have your address. And I go back and chat. Like me, check Facebook times. Messenger. And do you know how many times I've told him, I said, I need pink flamingo oh. information. I need this other guy's. I need Shane. Do I, has he given it to me? No. Hey, Amy, check Facebook <laughs> Messenger. We've already had this conversation. Hey, you know, they, they came up. 
Okay. Maybe they'll deliver some pine shirts to you. Back to my question. How many how many people have had riser twists in flight? I just had one this past weekend. How, how, did you land immediately or did you fly it out? I oh, apparently God. flew for an hour and when I landed, or just before I landed, I looked over oh and my, went. Oh, got it. I you mean you one. clip in wrong? Oh, you clipped in wrong. Yeah, you clip in wrong. You just get in a rush and you clip in wrong. I clipped oh, in yeah. wrong and flew for it. almost an hour before I realized it. And I have this fear. So during class, we watched a video of a free flight guy whose door on his carabiner was not closed. Mm. And, and apparently that was his, yep. that, that's what killed him. Um, so I have um, this, I take off, I fly, I'll, I'll look at the wing and work my way down. And I have the hardest time looking at my carabiners, even though I do the doors, road, brakes, clear the pulley every time. Um, sometimes I refuse to look at the, at, the, at the carabiners in fear that I did not close them. And I'm over a year now and I have this, that's the only thing that scares me during flight is this looking over and seeing this, <laughs> my riser barely hooked onto the carabiner. So <laughs> I know it's funny, but it seriously, is. It, this, it, this it. is my, I, I literally go doors and I look at both of them to make sure that the carabiners are closed. I look at my risers to make sure everything's even I look at my, I look at my brakes and clear the pulley. I don't know what happened this this past weekend, but I flew for just over an hour, and when I looked finally looked over at my care or at at the riser, it was completely twisted. I was like, "Well, that's not right." I've already, <laughs> I've already done spiral downs. I've done oh wing overs. God. I did big years, all all with the riser twist. Riser wow. twist. Nothing happened. It wasn't even. It was a non-eventful. You know, Kyle whatever. said he's flown with two double riser twists before. He didn't even realize it till on, on purpose. Or, or he said he said as long as everything's working, it's fine. Yeah, just keep flying. That's yeah. what I did. I didn't. I got my riser twist. I noticed it as soon as I got in the air, and I immediately did a three sixty and came back to LZ and landed and fixed my shit. So when you so Mark, when you're saying riser twist, you're not talking about risers going like this. No, so you're talking about twist, clipping in wrong. Yeah, it is clipping in wrong, and your risers are twisted. Yep. Yes. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. I've actually, I've actually had one at EFD where when I was flying that uh, that new Apco, because uh, it has the tip steering that's separate from your brake toggles, right? Right. So somehow my brake got over the brake to or the tip steering toggle, and I didn't notice it, and I got in the sky and I pulled left brake. And I noticed it didn't go back up. And I'm like, uh, now what? And I look and it was tangled in the uh, in the tip steering. So I tried to get it out while I'm flying and I couldn't. So I'm like, I have to land. So wow. I was nervous as crap landing on that landing. But everything worked fine. I mean, what I did is I just rode it in and it, right before I got to the ground, I gave it full flare with both. And I mean, I landed no problem. But yeah, and, it just goes no to show that. It just goes to show that you need to take your time and slow down and make sure everything's right before you get off the ground. 
follow that checklist, man. I mean, it's, it's a set checklist that you get driven into your mind that you do every time. You never skip it. You never rush through it. If you get interrupted halfway through it, you start over. I don't you understand know? how you can do it, how you can have it in Clifton wrong when you do brakes are free and clear to pulley. I mean, you're pulling up the brakes from, from, from right in front of you. I mean, if it was twisted, you'd have to pull it from the other side. You'd see the twist already. So when you did your brakes are free and clear to pulley, did you not see that it was There's no telling? I don't know. Twisted? I don't know. I, don't no, know. I can tell you exactly what happened. I, I went from looking directly at so the very first time it happened i looked past my risers and followed the the a lines up to the wing i was doing a reverse i literally looked past the risers and i don't know why hmm. and i brought it up reverse took off that my very first time i actually had a riser twist with a brake brake line that was actually opposite of that twist. Mm. So when I pulled brake, it held. That, that's exactly what happened to me. It held. Yep. So what I did is I ended up reaching above the riser twist and pulling the brake line out, circling back around to the left, knowing that once I pulled right, I was stuck right. So I waited to flare. This last time, this past weekend, I don't know why, because that first time scared me so bad. I don't know why or even how. I, I still don't know how I did it because since my first riser twist, I've always literally focused on the risers. And then from there, I focus on the A-lines. And I still, just, right now, I don't, don't know how I did it. It did not affect me at all on my flight, but it did give me great concern once again that i did not follow what i was supposed to be following mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know there's been a couple times where i've clipped in and before i took off and go to do a forward launch and you know you you get your a's in your hand you've got the rest of the risers laying on your arms and it just doesn't feel right and i've unclipped and went back and looked and i actually if i would have taken off i would have had a twist but I caught it before I got off the ground because it didn't look right. It didn't feel right when I got them laying on my arm. Yep. <clears throat> well, hey, guys, I'm going to bail. <laughs> uh, I, uh, yeah, I need, I need to go check on some family. And uh, I, I appreciate y'all being on the show tonight, everybody. I, I really enjoyed it. We had some good guests. It was an right. interesting story here in Jim and, Jim and Morgan's story for yeah, sure. That was, that was awesome. Another three okay. and a half hour podcast. It's yes. all good. Hey, again. we'll see you uh, next week. Same time, same place, right? Yeah, but it'll be next year then. Yeah. Yep. We got cool. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year, Brian. Thank you for jumping on. Appreciate you. Yeah. Later, Brian. No problem, man. Peace Take out, everybody. Bye. Happy New Year. All right. You got something to say, Walter? Yeah, I think Walter wants to say something, but we, I can't hear you, Walter. Are we on the after show or still on the live show? I'm confused. Walter, Walter, well, we're, we're on the after show that's still live. Oh. So mm -hmm. what we're going to do now, since it's uh, you know pretty close to all of us saying goodbye, um, yeah. we're going to go ahead and say, say goodbye to everybody. And that way, everyone that's still here, we're still going to stay on in, and talk privately. You know, to say oh, I got it. Gotcha. So um, uh, to everyone that's listening on uh, YouTube, we appreciate you being on here. 
Uh, this is PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast. This is episode 50 in, yeah, we have 50 episodes in 2020. So thank you very much for joining us. We had Jim and Morgan Reeves, the uh, father and son paramotor duo, which was really awesome. We totally appreciate you guys. Sponsored by Paraswag USA and parachickpies.com. We also had John Henson from True North Paramotors and Mark McElroy from Paralife PPG. We appreciate everyone that has, uh, you know, helped donate uh, gear and shirts and things on the show this year. And we really appreciate you. This next year coming up, we're going to be doing at least one giveaway per show. And hopefully we're going to be doing a lot more. If anyone out there knows anybody that wants to give uh, us shirts or whatever to give away, please let us know. Send me an email to ppggrandpa at gmail.com. Uh, also, go over to our merch store to help support us at ilovepg.com. And also, we got Cash App at uh, Paramotor TV and send us, send us a couple bucks to help us send some more uh, shirts out to people. So thank you very much, guys. Have a wonderful day. Uh, hope you had a great holidays and Happy New Year. 2021 is coming up. We'll catch you next year. Peace out, everyone. Bye. And Amy. now, for all you wonderful people that are still out there listening to us on this last podcast of the year, if you are still listening to us on your favorite podcast app, uh, email me at ppggrandpa at gmail.com. Let me know that you made it all the way to the end of our podcast, our audio podcast, episode 50, and we will send you something wonderful and sweet through the mail. Just send me your name, email address, well, of course, you're emailing your name and your mailing address. There we go. Uh, to ppggrandpa at gmail.com. Have a happy new year, and we'll see you next year when we go to episode 51. Hey, who's 51, Linda? Who, who's, our, who's our next person that's going to jump on? Do you know, Linda? Oh, she's talking on the phone. All right, y'all have a great uh, year. We'll see you next year. Peace out. Peace. Yeah, apparently it's the Domino's delivery guy. <laughs> Amy, Amy, please tell me, please tell me that that dog of yours is um, named Willie. No, it's uh, Rocky. Willie, the one I wonder why. No, the no, one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's only got one eye. Yeah. Amy's been stroking Mark's Willie all night long. <laughs> <I do. laughs> what?